93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. All right, today is Wednesday and it is May 1st. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, a 13-year-old boy was shot twice in the stomach outside of a 24-hour corner store in southwest Philadelphia early Wednesday morning. It happened at 1230 outside of the Island Supermarket at the intersection of Woodland and Island Avenues. Police said the boy parked his bike and was heading into the store uh, when at least eight shots rang out. Witnesses said the boy ran inside the store and fell to the ground. There were about 15 to 20 people inside of the store at the time, some of whom came to his aid. Uh, Police say the boy was bleeding heavily from two gunshot wounds to his abdomen. He was taken to Children's Hospital of Philadelphia where he is undergoing surgery and is listed in critical condition. His bike is still sitting outside of the store. So sad. Police are currently reviewing surveillance video from the scene. Anyone with information is asked to contact police. A music teacher from Montgomery County has been charged with sexual uh, contact with a student. Police say 30 year-old Jeremiah Triplett of Dresher also faces multiple charges, including selling liquor to a minor, endangering the welfare of children, and unlawful contact with a minor. Triplett is a music teacher at Archbishop John Carroll High School and a member of the Villanova Singers Legacy Society. He is also accused of providing THC-laced foods to students. In a news release, the district attorney's office said that uh, Triplett vape nicotine products with the juveniles blowing the smoke into one uh, one another's mouths. During these contacts, Triplett also kissed a female victim and grabbed her buttocks, telling her that he couldn't wait until she turned 18. Jeremiah used his position of trust and authority as a teacher to prey on students and endangered their health by providing them THC-infused foods, the district attorney said. The Radnor police request any other possible victims or individuals with additional information to please contact the Radnor Police Department. Triplett is also a high regarded ninth director at the Villanova Singers uh, at the Villanova Singers at Villanova University. He also sits on the board of music curriculum for the Archdiocese of Philadelphia. In a statement late Tuesday, the Archdiocese says that he has been placed on administrative leave pending the outcome of the case. Uh, Triplet is expected to be arraigned this morning. The Philadelphia Eagles will have their first male cheerleader at home games this upcoming season. Kyle Tangray uh, was one of the dancers chosen during Tuesday night's final tryouts for the 2019 Eagles cheerleading squad. He's from Rochester, New Hampshire. According to the website, he started dancing at the age of 10. He's currently a student at the University of the Arts. Uh, Quinton Perron and Napoleon Ginnies were the first male cheerleaders in the NFL when they joined the Los Angeles Rams uh, squad in 2018. They also became the first to perform at a Super Bowl. Case, okay, so did you see them? Uh, did you see? The, I know the so the Rams led with the. Um... No, and I had heard about this uh, that last year. So, uh, you know, listen, my seats are all the way up top. I pay no attention to the right, right. whatsoever. They come out during, um, in between halves and stuff like that. They're part of the whole touchdown celebration. You can't even see it, right? Uh, well, I, I just don't pay attention. So, um, I, you know, yeah. I'm not going to pay attention to this guy either. You know, <laughs> he's just part of the part of the group. You won't pay First attention. First time in the yeah, NFL, yeah, yeah. but college football has had male cheerleaders forever. Forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. forever. They, the, they had male cheerleaders before they had female, female cheerleaders. cheerleaders. It's yeah. not the first time in the NFL. It's just yeah. the first time for the Eagles. Right. Right. But it's not seen that often. So, no. You know. Yeah. Marissa, hang on a second here. I've been watching the cheerleaders since I was a little girl going to Eagles games just because that's what I did. Um, but I'll be intrigued if now they'll start like incorporating like stunts and throwing because the cheerleaders right. are mostly dancers I, and they dance of like regular, Eddie, like regular. doesn't care. And they refer to him as a dancer. Okay. Well, so. if you go to, yeah, the, the collegiate stuff, I that's mean, they like, do aerial crazy things. So they don't do that stuff in the NFL? No. no it's they're just dan- dancing. They're dancing. Yeah. But that's what I was wondering. if Because when you do that... 
That's pretty wild it's stuff pretty to cool, watch. Yes. And, that, and that might be something that is a, is a, a new way to go. It's athletically yeah. impressive. Yeah. You guys probably don't remember this, but uh, Marissa, back at the vet, my seats were right in front of the cheerleaders. Oh. I was down low. So I always watched them, and I watched them for years and years and years, and I had a, a bit of a rant on our show because their moves were they sucked. I remember they, you talking they about that. They were old. Yeah. I mean, they had been doing the, it was like, you know, step, 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 clap, step, 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 clap. And it was like, that's what they did. Uh, I'm like, dude, basic. Right. come on. <laughs> like, are you guys not professional dancers? <laughs> step, clap, step, step, clap. Like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> who's that little boy who's pissed off at our dancing <laughs> um, instead of being turned on? Well, oh, you know what yeah. though, Casey, and listen, maybe it was it was not advanced or anything like that, but even like with the Sixers dancers, the you know, they had the same coach for years and years and years and you know, maybe not a lot of people are noticing it, but like somebody like you or me, when I watched, like I saw the same stuff, but it's because it comes from the same choreographer. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? We're watching a routine in the Eagles cheerleaders right now. That's that ain't basic. They're moving around. That's but really that's, good. That's their performance, I guess. Casey on the on the sidelines. I'm talking sidelines. They're stuff, probably yeah. supposed to keep it basic right. because you're supposed to have your attention be on the team. Yeah, you know so. You can to pay file attention a grievance, to the game. File that, a grievance with the team. That was well, that was one of the rules as a cheerleader. I was a high school cheerleader. Was you had to pay attention to the game and you had to know what was going on in the game. Right. Yeah, because what we're watching here is is uh, I mean that was a dance performance. Obviously, where the focus is supposed to be on them, not their yeah. step, 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 step. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. In sports this morning. <laughs> Sacks are young. The Phillies lost to the Detroit Tigers 3-1 last night at the ballpark. Miguel Cabrera had an RBI single to move into a tie for 68th all-time with 2,705 career hits. The National League East leading Phils managed just four hits while falling to 11-6 at home. Shane Green pitched a scoreless ninth for his 12th save in as many chances. The short series wraps up tonight, and Daniel Norris will get the start for the Tigers. Aaron Nola pitches for the Phils. The first pitch is set for 7:05. In last night's NBA playoff action, the Boston Celtics lost their their first game of the postseason, falling in Game 2 to the Bucks in Milwaukee by a score of 123-102. to Game 3 is Friday night in Boston. In the Western Conference, the Houston Rockets lost to the Golden State Warriors in Game 2, 115-109 to last night in Oakland. And the Warriors now lead the series two games to none. Game 3 is Saturday night in Houston. The Sixers and the Toronto Raptors continue their series tomorrow night in South Philly with Game 3. The series is tied at one game apiece and tip-off is at 8 o'clock. And in hockey, the Blue Jackets beat the uh, Boston Bruins 2-1 last night in Columbus. The Blue Jackets lead the series 2-1. Out west, the San Jose Sharks beat the Colorado Avalanche 4-2 in Denver. The Sharks lead that series two games to one. And that's what I have for you this morning. Thank you very much, Kathy. One of the things we need to do is uh, today's May 1st. It's a new month. Oh, my God, that's right. I have the President's Steve Totley office calendar right here in front of me, and we have spent the entire month of April, the last 30 days, uh, enjoying the lovely Maggie, who's a Jersey girl. For, she is from uh, Sicklerville. She was playing around in the uh, in the kitchen. She was in the fridge. And she was in the fridge, and she had some, you know, strawberries with cream and a little popsicle and stuff like that. Well, after that, we decided to take a trip outside. Hey. And we flip over to the month of May, and our new calendar good is Shay from hey. Williamstown, oh. New Jersey. Hey. Shay is also our cover girl on the Totally Office calendar, and uh, Shay has got the face. She is, uh, she's, a, I mean, full-on model. Full-blown model. Stunningly gorgeous. Yeah. 
and definitely had some uh, heads turning when we were outside <laughs> with the uh, photo shoot. She's in front of a motorcycle. Yeah. Uh, she's in a bikini in the top main shot and in a one piece in the uh, in the bottom one. And you can uh, check her on Instagram. She is Shay Forbes. It's at C H E Y F O R B E S. And she's super sweet. She's just a, a really doll. nice person. She was here not that long ago. Yeah, remember? she was great. She just came by to visit. It was yeah, awesome. Yeah. So, uh, Love that. We welcome Shay in the next 31 days are yours. So enjoy and hopefully you have a totally office calendar. If you didn't get one this year, well, hey, maybe we'll get you one next year. And May is one damn fine month to be working outdoors. That is true. That was from our shoot. Doing a photo shoot outdoors. Well. Freeman. Alright, so we're happy to have that happening. We're happy to go on Fox Good Day today. It's what we do on Wednesday, so we'll join those guys as we get a little bit closer to 8 a.m. Oh, have... Marissa wants to talk on the microphone. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Marissa. <laughs> I'm, I'm so sorry. I, I have a calendar raid. Oh, oh yeah. I, I did not even I, know I that. Like, I didn't know we were doing it. I know, I know. Okay. A calendar ring? Yeah, but our friends at Sterling Pig in Westchester are having a grand opening, and we have a whole bunch of calendar girls coming out and a ton of calendars. Oh. Well, that, well, that, so that's there like, you go. Okay, Christmas wait. in July or May. Once in again, May. when? Tomorrow night, what time? Thursday, 6 p.m., Sterling Pig Brewery in Westchester. All right. Join Marissa. Come out. And you'll be handing out calendars, right? Heck yeah. And okay. a couple of girls. And cool. you know what? Also, each month, um, Marissa puts up like kind of little uh, question and answer with the girls and some new this. pictures and stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah. Um, look for that, too. I think it, it goes on the website, and uh, you'll kind of post it on all the social media accounts, too, right? Yeah. And some pictures of the girls that we haven't seen before. Yeah. It's in uh, interviews, you know, asking them questions about whatever, anything and everything. So that's cool. Nice. Thank you, Marissa. Yay. All right. So... We also have a secret text word. Oh, yes, we do. Uh, and it is a chance for you to uh, get some tickets to the Outlaw Music Festival. We were, just talking... <laughs> we were just talking about it yesterday. And uh, Willie Nelson and family, Bonnie Raitt, Government Mule, and more. Uh, September 13th at The Man. Tickets are on sale Friday. But if you text the word secret to 39333, we'll send a word back to you. Ask. We'll, later on, we'll ask you to call in with the word designated. Call a woman tickets, and we'll also grab a random texter and give them away that way, too. We have a couple of comedians on the show today. Two of our favorites. One, a good friend of ours. First of all, Louis Black is going to be on the show. I love him. He's great. Uh, and We were he, just talking about uh, Inside Out yesterday. Oh, yeah, he's anger yeah. In, in Inside Out. And uh, the Jokes on Us tour is going to be headed to the Borgata Music Box. Uh, not till October, so Lewis is getting in well ahead of that to uh, chat about it. So we'll talk to him around 9 o'clock. Then we're going to talk to Vinny Brand. <laughs> There's a story. I'm going to get to it in our next segment in the Entertainment Report. Yeah. About a run-in with Vinny and Pete Davidson. And it got a little messy. And not not physically, but no. words were exchanged. And uh, and a show was canceled or, or bailed on. And we're going to get Vinny's take on the whole thing. But I'll give you the details uh, coming up in just a little bit. But it, it concerns uh, uh, Pete Davidson. And Vinny's been doing this forever, by the way. Yeah. He's, you know, he's a pro. He knows Absolutely. What he's doing. And to hear this happen was very surprising. So I want to hear Vinny's side of it, and we'll do that in the 9 o'clock hour as well. So these things and more are coming up. We're taking a break right now. We're coming back in a moment. Stupid question, entertainment report. That is up next. Hang with us today. We're going to have a good time on the way into work. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. Steven Singer's Ready for Love Diamond Engagement Rings are ready to go. Steven has the perfect ring for you at the perfect price. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So for the stupid question, we're giving away an Avengers Endgame prize pack. Saw the movie last night. Hey! I loved it. 
Uh, and we'll also have uh, some goodies. We, uh, along with Ed, we'll, we'll get you in to see the movie if you haven't seen it yet, or if you've seen it, go see it again. And also uh, the Franklin Institute, their uh, Marvel Legacy uh, event that they have going on. It's called Marvel Universe of Superheroes. So we'll give tickets to that, too. The question I have for you this morning, in the English uh, edition of Scrabble, how much is the Q worth? Two one five two six three WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. All right. So in the English huh. version of Scrabble, Casey looks like he's, uh, he's pondering. Smir- yeah, he's smirking. Well, now you know what's Q worth. Well, I know what it's worth in uh, Words of Friends, but Scrabble's mm. completely different. All I right. want to say two one jotting down. Nope, that's not it. Two one five two six three WMMR. Call right now. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Casey, you know the answer. I love playing Scrabble. I know I can never find anybody to play with. I'm only okay at it, but I like to play it. See, I I wish I did. I hate all those. Games. I know you. Do. I, I, and I think because it's, I think it's you a would combination that, of short attention and being stupid. So you I think really those, good at those things you, work against me. You have a vocabulary in you, sir. But I'm dumb. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm really, I don't have the vocabulary. And you're great I have, at it. I have the strategy. All right. So today, by the way, is Wednesday, May first. Birthdays include Amelia Clark. Daenerys Targaryen, Daenerys Stormborn, the Breaker of Chains, the Mother of Dragons, the true heir to the Iron Throne, and all the other things. The Sonny of Cher. The Sonny of Cher, she's <laughs> called um, on Game of Thrones. The the Muckety Muck character? One of the. Okay. One of the. She's definitely one of the most watched, for sure. Correct me if I'm wrong, again, just operating from my removed viewing of uh, Game of Thrones here. So did she have an arc where she was not much and became a lot? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, most definitely. And I tell you what, I so she was in Solo, a Star Wars story. She's great. I watched almost that entire movie before I realized that was her. Really? Yeah, because I watched it on TV, and I didn't, I, I didn't read too much into it. I wasn't really super duper anticipating that. And I'm like, that girl looks familiar. But I'm so used to the blonde, <laughs> the blonde hair, yeah, 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 and all of that. And uh, and towards the end of it, I'm like, oh my god, that's Khaleesi. I'll tell you what, uh, that. Performance in Rogue One, I, to me, that's up in Empire Strikes Back territory. No, she was in Solo. I mean, so, Solo. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. Uh, so she is uh, 32 today. Uh, then you have another actor, James Badge Dale. Had to look him oh, up. I like that guy, yeah. Saw that he was in Iron Man 3, and uh, he's like um, he's like one of the bad guys. He's the henchman. Remember? Short hair. Yeah, short hair. He's also Cropped in uh, 13 Hours at Benghazi. He's, yeah, in, he's, he's called 13 really hours. Good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's also a child actor. He wasn't the kid from Lord of the Flies, was he? Was he? he I, didn't, I didn't look up his... Something uh, like that. He, he goes back to, like, you would remember him from a movie yeah. from when he was, like, 12 years he's old. He's one of these guys so pressed who's very versatile. He can play, When he plays a, a bastard, he plays a real yeah. son Casey. of a bitch. Yeah, he was in Lord of the Flies yeah. in, in uh, 1990. Yeah, He was also in The Departed, one of your all-time favorite movies, and World War Z. He's 41 today. Jamie Dornan, who played Christian Grey, Fifty Shades of all those greys. I cast him as you in the MMR movie. That was very kind of you, well, sir. Well, listen, Thank I love you. you, man. Thanks, brother. <laughs> love you, too. He is uh, 37 today. Wait, did you say all the Fifty Shades? Wasn't he? But it, yes. wait, he was so Christian Grey. There were three movies. Oh, I didn't realize that there were three. Yeah, yeah. There I were three books. There was the, the original. There was Grey Strikes Back and Return no, of the Grey. No, there was. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there's three. Because I watched the first one, and I, I know it didn't really get great reviews. I actually kind of liked it. Yeah. So I didn't know that there were two others. All right, now I have to find them. I never saw it. Um. So, yes, three of those movies, and he is <laughs> right. 37. And then Solo. <laughs> Solo, a great story. <laughs> Wes Anderson, if you're a fan, man, do you love that guy. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm so-so on him, but uh, he did do... A lot of great movies, Rushmore, The Royal Tenenbaums. I haven't seen Grand Budapest Hotel. You guys told me I'd like I really that. like it. Yeah. It's, it. Listen, 
but you're exactly right, Preston, in your assessment. You made it a while ago. It said you have to be in the mood. Right. He's 50 today. Darcy Redsky, former bassist of Smashing Pumpkins, couldn't get it together to, to uh, have a full reunion of all those original members, unfortunately. I don't know. Whatever the case is, of course, there's two different factions saying two different things. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know why you couldn't just put that aside and... Yeah. Go with where the money is. She's 51. Uh, Judy Collins, the folk singer-songwriter, is 80 today. The focus of Sweet Judy Blue Eyes? I believe you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, Rita Coolidge, another great singer-songwriter. She's 74 years old. She also sang a Bond theme song. Did she? Um, Which yeah. one? I forget the name of it, but she's, yeah, she's, she sang one. That's, that's always an honor. Tim McGraw, singer, actor, son of Tug. Uh, they son rec- of Tug. They, uh, it sounds like Game of Thrones. <laughs> yes. I am Tim, son of Tug. Uh, he, they, they reconciled. They had a, they had a non-relationship for a long, long, long time. And just in time. Well, so, I wouldn't say just in time, but it's so good that they were able to do that because you know he passed early. Yeah. Then you know, and 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 the uh, how horrible it would have been had they not done that. He had to live with that. Yeah, it's crazy that he was, you know. Was growing up not knowing his dad, yeah, you know, but it's like that whole, like the, it's like a childhood fantasy. Like my dad is a major league baseball, player. and he is, yeah, yes. yeah. yeah, and he actually then, is. You know what brought it around? He became more famous than his dad ever was. So <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, obviously Tug was a huge star here, yeah. and nationally people knew him. But Tim McGraw became a huge country sensation. Uh, and a great actor. He really he's is. really good. The Blind Side. Uh, he celebrates his uh, 52nd birthday today. And then Ray Parker Jr. Wow. Songwriter, producer, musician, ghostbuster. Uh, defendant. Uh, yeah. he uh, When uh, Huey Lewis sued oh, them, yeah. oh, sued them for right. stealing uh, the Ghostbusters I theme. I never noticed that, but I want a new drug, and the Ghostbusters theme are pretty much the same song. And what did them all in was basically a letter from the company saying, we want a song that sounds like this. Wow. Yeah, this is a one new drug. I love this song, man. Me too. It's still one of my favorites. Yeah, Huey Lewis has more lasting power than Ray Parker Jr. Uh, But Ray Parker Jr. is making royalties off commercials on MMR right now. We're we're playing those Walmart commercials. Yeah. And they uh, they use the Ghostbusters theme. Nick, I wonder who actually gets... Post lawsuit, you know what? yeah, that's a good point. I wonder who's actually getting them. They're probably both making some money. But listen, listen to the comparison. <laughs> like listen. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's pretty similar. All right, so Ray Parker Jr. sixty five days. See if we can get an answer to a stupid question. In the English version of Scrabble, what is the Q worth? Two one five two six three WMMR. Let's go to somebody named Cyrus. Hey, Cyrus. Good morning, folks. How hey, are you? Doing good, man. So can you tell me what the Q is worth in Scrabble? I believe it's 10 points. 10 points. <laughs> That's correct. Hang is, on. Is Q one of the um, more Q and Z? Point? Okay, Q, I would Z imagine. Q and J, actually. Right. J is an 8. Uh, yeah. Oh, I... In, in American Scrabble. In I'm American pretty Scra- sure. Well, so that's where I got confused. Uh, and that. then I go back to the freaking Words of Friends, because... Yeah. They're all worth 10. X is worth 8. Uh, so, since you got that right, yeah, I'm not sure what X is worth, though, in uh, in Scrabble. Nick's looking it up right now. Here we go. 10 points, Q and Z. 8 Q. points is J and X. Yeah. Q. So, there you go. And then K is 5. And then, then you head down the ladder. All right. So, we are going to give Cyrus an Avengers Endgame prize pack, including a pair of Admit One Fandango tickets to see the film, lunchbox, t-shirt, sunglasses, more, plus a pair of tickets to see Marvel, Universe of Superheroes, 
Now open to the Franklin Institute. Explore Marvel's legacy through immersive set pieces, original artwork, movie props, costumes, and more. An exhibit of the for the hero and all of us. You can get tickets today at fi.edu. Got a bunch of stuff. Let's start with this. Fox's hit show Empire has been renewed for a sixth season. However... No plans of Jesse Smollett returning, according to TMZ. Fox issued a statement saying, by mutual agreement, studios negotiated an extension uh, to Jesse Smollett's option for season six. But at this time, uh, there are no plans for the character of Jamal to return to Empire. So they're sort of like keeping him on retainer. Yeah, it sounds Not like officially firing him. I think also because they just did this big show of support and solidarity. So it would look kind of dumb if they just did did all that and then fired him yeah spokesperson for the actor has responded to the statement saying we've been told that jesse will not be on empire in the beginning of the season but he appreciates they have extended his contract to keep jamal's future open most importantly he's grateful to fox and empire leadership cast crew and fans for their unwavering support he's going to come back as a character called is it lamal who's saying never ending story who's saying yeah, yeah that yeah, was yeah. lamal yeah, yeah so I, I didn't know that <laughs> they're going to key off of that yeah they figure that's the way to bring him back in wow okay so they're hanging on to him uh, but not putting him in the show no mm-hmm. we want you but we do not want you here okay so here's what i was alluding to about our buddy vinnie brand who's going to be on the show a little bit after nine o'clock pete davidson has had a bit of a year between breaking off an engagement with ariana grande and splitting up with kate beckinsale recently so after vinnie brand of course who owns the stress factory comedy club in bridgeport connecticut um uh, so after Vinny had I guess talked about uh, the his exes about Pete Davidson's exes Ariana and Kate on stage uh Pete ended up leaving before performing his schedule. Right. Now page 6 reports that Davidson was miffed because he asked Brand to not go on stage but that he did anyway and then made a sarcastic request that no one in the audience ask Davidson about Grande and Davidson and Davidson took the Instagram stories to apologize. We have the audio, I think. Yes, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. All right, let's hit that. Let's play the Instagram video. Here we go. Hey, guys in Connecticut. I'm sorry that we had to leave the show before I got to go on. Uh, the owner, Vinny Brand, uh, disrespected me and uh, did something that I told him not to do. And uh, I can't, you know, perform under those circumstances. However, everybody who got... Uh, tickets to that show. I am doing a free show for you guys. We'll figure out where it's going to be in the next week, and we'll get it all sorted out. Sorry again. This is not your fault. Later. Okay, so, yeah, yeah. And then Vinny went up on stage, yeah. went off on a rant, uh, because and he played that video for the audience yeah, yeah, on, yeah. on their monitors there, and he goes on about he, he said that he said on stage what his security, what Pete Davidson's security rep told him to say. To say. To sort of prep the crowd. So, it sounds like a misunderstanding to me. And these guys probably didn't talk to each other and work this out and figure out where the information went wrong. And then it turned into this. You know, Vinny doesn't, you know, he doesn't. uh, He doesn't take any crap. (laughs) No. No, Vinny doesn't care. But there are, if you read through some of the messages, some of the people in the audience are saying that uh, Vinny came out very sarcastically and they thought that he was being rude. But then Vinny says... Uh, he like he was so confused by it all that he just thought, okay, I'm going to go out. I'm going to do what you told me, yeah. and he like he couldn't understand it. So okay, here's a clip of him on stage. I can't, you know, perform under those circumstances. That's him playing back yeah. the audio. You Pete! Oh, and that's a guy yelling "F you, Pete" in the, in the, in the crowd. <laughs> by the way, let me let me back that up. Here we go. And, uh, you know, we'll all get, we'll get it all sorted out. Sorry again. Uh, 
All right, and then Vanny grabs him. Yeah. Mic. All right, get your Facebook on. Get my, get my, and let me know when you're live, and I'll do it right now. Let's go. Hey, this is a message for all my uh, patrons here at the Stress Factory. Okay, on no way in the world would I ever disrespect any comedian. And if you look at the walls of the Stress Factory, you will see bona fide superstars that have worked for us for years. D.L.U.E., John Leguizamo, Andrew Dice Clay, Chris Rock, the names go on and on and on. And Pete Davidson, I didn't disrespect you. Your security guy told me to say what I said. And if you got a bad security guy, you should have fired your goddamn security guy. You should have fired everybody here. When you were a young comic, you came, you hung out in my club in New Brunswick, and we treated you well. When you were having trouble last year, I texted you multiple times. Pete, if you need to talk to anybody, reach out. I tried so hard. And I went back in that room, and I asked you what you wanted. And you did not. You were not disrespected, but you disrespected. Okay, so yeah. um, wow. so we will we'll get the story Gee. from Vinny later on this morning. And you know, Vinny, Vinny is the kind of guy who would reach out to somebody. You know, when when Pete was going through his stuff, yeah. but we'll, well find out directly. That, he said that they were friends. Like, he said this person was a friend of mine. When they when when Davidson was starting out, he was going and working because that's what. That's why at that particular club, because Vinny is a comedian, comedians will go out yeah. and try out material. Yep. Before they take it out on the yeah, road. they want to get out of the city and st- you know, but still stay uh, stay close. But exactly, I wouldn't cross Vinny. I mean, we saw what happens to you, uh, if, if, you uh, if, if you cross Vinny or maybe hit him over the head with a pillow when he's not expecting it. It uh, was one of the funniest things. We had a, we had a pillow fight in the studio, and who was who was the? Uh, it was like strippers, or something. yeah, and somebody. Yeah, but the, the one to, the one girl. Sort of sucker punched pillow hit him. Uh-huh. And Benny's like, whoa. <laughs> oh, oh. And wham. Well, he, said, rules. he said he thought it was going to be like a little cutesy, like, oh, we're pillow fighting. And then he said the girl hit him. And he was like, oh, no. No. Oh, and he started he started slipping punches, uh, slipping swings and bobbing and weaving and counter uh, hitting. And, and he took him out. Yeah, it was, it was hilarious. So, you know, it sounds like uh, words were not communicated properly and somebody got the wrong idea and now it's all this. So and we'll talk to Vinny later. If on. you missed the video, it's up on PrestonandSteve.com if you want to watch the... Uh, <laughs> what, the, the pillow fight? No, no, no. Well, oh, I'll okay. see if I can find yeah, that, actually. All right. uh, but the, the video of Vinny up on stage. Okay. Uh, a few other things. Let's talk royals. Uh, speculation around Meghan Markle and Prince Harry's chosen royal baby name. Oh, my have reached God. A fever pitch at Buckingham Palace was forced to weigh in. In recent weeks, the names Elizabeth and Diana, of course, for the Queen and Harry's oh. mother, Princess, uh, have topped wedding lists, but... You saw it made the list, didn't you? No. Roast beef. Oh, yeah. no That's way. all the rage. A girl for a girl? <laughs> but a recent glitch in the official website for the British royal family has revealed other potential names. Uh, according to reports, fans are eager to, to crack the case, or fans who have been eager to crack the case have been devoting time to typing in mail names on the royal URL address and have noted that Prince-Arthur, Prince-Alexander, or Prince-James, after uh, typing in royal.uk, will send the user back to the original homepage. Other names like Rupert and Donald. Oh, don't make it Rupert. Uh, no, they send users to a page not found. All right. So that, those are not going to happen. But maybe Arthur, Alexander, or James. 
Arthur's a good name. I you have King Arthur, you know. Of course. I awesome. love that. That'd yeah. be awesome to have that. So, oh, something with the little <gasps> little gravitas. Steve, how about Utha? Utha. Yes. Oh, <laughs> wouldn't that be awesome yeah. for us Excalibur fans? A large number of search terms redirects were set up some time ago on Royal.UK. This was in How about order- Donnie? To improve uh, user experience, a palace spokesperson told NBC, noting that other names uh, preceded by prince or princess will produce the same results. And isn't this always, by the way, any of these naming things always in some way tie into paying respect to some part of the family? Yeah. Uh, So that's how we ended up with Louis, right? I believe so. Yeah. All right, uh, moving on. Uh, About a year after announcing their partnership, the former first couple, the Obamas and Netflix, have announced their first slate of projects, and they are set to drop the uh, in the coming years. Uh, no word yet on which will arrive first. Via their production company called Higher Ground, Michelle and Barack Obama plan to harness the power of storytelling, President Obama said in a statement. Now, he continued saying that's why we couldn't be more excited about these projects, touching on issues of race and class, democracy and civil rights, and much more. We believe um, each of these productions won't just entertain, but will educate, connect, and inspire us all. So coming to Netflix, here are some of the titles. American Factory, uh, snagged from this year's Sundance Film Festival, where it won for Best Director. Looks like a post-industrial Ohio. Mm. Uh, Bloom, a scripted series set in New York City, described as an upstairs-downstairs drama in the world of fashion after World War II, uh, which will show the struggles of women and people uh, and people of color faced. Unite, uh, an untitled Frederick Douglass movie is going to be coming out. Uh, from Sanford and Son, Casey. <laughs> that Casey thought that was Red, Red Fox. A picture of... Uh, <laughs> they did similar, you know, features with the beard and the hair and everything, but not the same guy. Listen, I'm ignorant and I had never You made a mistake. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, overlooked, a scripted anthology series. It is an adaptation of the New York Times ongoing obituary column of the same name. That sounds interesting. That is wild. Called Overlooked. Huh. Uh, there's a, a kids show called Listen to Your Vegetables and Eat Your Parents. Um, yeah, man. <laughs> Sounds erotic. Fifth Risk is a nonfiction series looking uh, at work by everyday heroes who guide our government. It's based on Michael Lewis's book, The Fifth Risk, Undoing Democracy. And then a uh, feature-length documentary called Crip Camp about a camp for disabled teens in the 1970s. There's still one other. There's Don't Mess with the Zohan 2. Oh, yeah, yeah. finally have a sequel. Oh, thank God. That. Yeah, it's really exactly at the uh, top of the list. Don't Mess with the Zohan 2. I had no idea. Uh, let's see. How about... I have a bunch of things here. I'm going to have to do some trimming Listen, along the Listen, the, the journalist in you... I see it. I see it kick in, and you I, start editing on the fly. These are tough it's, decisions I just to step make. back in awe. Uh, how about this? This is sad news. Of a woman who is trying to to save her pets. Uh, she's a Brazilian model. I'm not yes. familiar with her. Caroline Bittencourt, seven, 37 years old. She died after trying to save her dogs from drowning oh, at a Sao Paulo beach. Uh, she jumped off a catamaran to attempt to rescue her dogs who had fallen off a boat. Uh, her husband, uh, Jorge uh, Sestini, had jumped in the ocean to attempt to rescue her. He was rescued uh, but she didn't make it, and I assume the dogs didn't make it either. Jeez. I don't really know. So I don't know if they were on this boat alone, uh, how far off the shore they were. You're, you're, those are that. exactly the questions I have. Was it was it a storm situation? Was there a know. squall? Yeah. You know, it, 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 and also in a case like that, if they're the only two people on the boat, she jumps off and then he jumps off. Yeah, you don't. Uh, jump, you don't yeah. do that. Yeah. Was, uh, was it just those two and their dogs? That's we don't. We're That's what to figure we just out. Asked. Yeah. No, yeah. Okay. I, I just if it is just those two and their dogs, I, I think it's I think it's a little shady. 
You think it's shading? Yeah. You think it's Natalie Wood territory? Possibly. Right. Yeah. Wow. Maybe. Do you think it's Natalie Wood that did it? Didn't even consider that. Maybe she's still alive. She was raised a, by Aquaman's family. A ravenous murderer. Uh, anyhow, thought that was an odd little story. Uh, just in case you were wondering, Kylie Jenner uh, is ready to have another baby with Travis Scott. In a birthday Instagram post, she wrote alongside a collage of photos watching you evolve into the partner, friend, son, and father you are today Aww. has been so fulfilling. It just makes me want to throw up. My real life bestie. My bestie. And hubby all wrapped into one. Wait, I you're lo- married? I love you. And I'm so proud of you. No, happy, no. happy birthday. I don't know. Are they married? I, no, I don't married. think they're married. Maybe they just call each other husband maybe, and wife. Maybe that's you're not it. allowed to do that because you're not married. And so maybe they had a Quaker wedding, Preston. And then she wrote, uh, let's F around and have another baby. Oh, uh, naughty. Okay. So uh, they have Stormy together. And um, You saw what she got him for his birthday, right? No. $280,000 Lamborghini. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's chump change. Yeah. My yeah. birthday's in July if you guys want to get me one. <laughs> right, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Um... Did Kendall and Ben break up? Haven't heard a lot about them. Haven't seen her in a yeah, game. Good question. Yeah, she hasn't been in a, in a while. and uh, She they... had been seen around town with Wallace Shawn. <laughs> well, he's short and attractive. <laughs> but uh, they, uh, they haven't like made any announcements or anything like that. No. And she hasn't been in any of the playoff games thus far. Because she was frequently, right? Yeah. She was there yeah. quite a bit. In fact, at one game, they were wearing like, matching sneakers, yeah. which was weird. That was a little odd. All right. So did you ever, in any of your dating years, uh, succumb to the... <laughs> matching clothing. My wife and I on shirts on Friday night. We're literally wearing matching coats. Uh, on matching, purpose? N- well, no. I'm saying when you're on, you go to. Let's go to the mall and wear. You know, no. With fingers pointing at Mm-mm. each other on the shirts. No. I'm with her. I'm with him. That's yeah. when you break up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've never done that. Yeah. Um, no. Can't think of Rochelle no. and I wearing anything that either is. There's just no way. I mean, we've been at like a 5K where we have the shirt that everybody <laughs> yeah, gets. Yeah, yeah, and we're yeah. all wearing the same thing. Or but, like a Halloween know. costume. Yeah, right? But, like the prom thing doesn't count, right? Because like, no. you're supposed to wear a tie and cummerbund. Well, you just go out these. to do your cutesy relationship deal and you're Let's wearing. Let's go to the farmer's market. <laughs> <laughs> Let's, wear... Let's wear farmer tags. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's weird bib overalls. No, never did that. Hey, the Hollywood Reporter is uh, drawing back the curtain on salary negotiations between Robert Downey Jr. and the powers that be behind Avengers Infinity War. That's what it says, Infinity War. I don't know why it's not Endgame. But uh, Downey, uh, considered the face of the franchise, has negotiated a unique arrangement with uh, studio chief uh, Kevin Feige. Basically, he has snagged back end, meaning that he will earn $75 million on Infinity War alone. Of course. Why wouldn't you take yeah. points on those movies? It's oh my God. guaranteed. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I yeah. guarantee you Chris Evans has a similar deal. In lieu of a salary? Well, why yes. Why not? Or, I mean, or, I'm sure they'll have something up front. Yeah, but chump change, and then I'll, the, I'll take points. That's where the real cash is. So uh, he's doing okay. So you want to talk about, uh, you know... His career, there was his career was on the skids, yep. and then uh, it started to come back around. Actually, Mel Gibson was instrumental when Mel Gibson had the ability to do that, bring his career back around. Yeah, with that first Iron Man, and when it took off, his entire stock and cred in Hollywood hit the stratosphere. I went to in uh, would have been 1996. I went to a um, Saturday Night Live taping, and Robert Downey Jr. was the host. 
And it was at that time when his career was in the toilet. Right. And he was just starting to crawl up out of there. Right. And, in fact, in his opening monologue, he goes, hey, I have some uh, pictures from my vacation. And it was like of a car accident (laughs) and all this stuff because he had 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 some run-ins with drugs and all kinds of, you know, he was messing up big time. And this was at the very beginning of him starting to dust all that off and try to start a new life. And uh, it, it was a fun episode. I didn't really, you know, it, w- it w- didn't blow me away. But I never in my mind at that time did I think, wow, this guy's going to be the star that he yeah. ended up being. And stop and think about it. So having seen Endgame last night, not for one second in all of these Marvel movies has he ever phoned in the performance. No. He, it's always been amazing. Yeah. Yep. So that was 96, Preston, that yeah. you saw? So in April of 1996, Downey was arrested for possession of heroin, cocaine, and an unloaded three fifty seven Magnum. While he was speeding down Sunset Boulevard in L.A. Yeah, and I, I saw him. I remember it was wintertime. It was cold, so it would have been later in that year after he had, uh, I guess, started to try to get it together. And I don't think he had any run-ins after that. No. Nick, not as far as I recall. Not really. I mean, a, a little bit here and there. He missed a, a required drug test. But I, he also credits the his Mandarin. wife. The uh, Mandarin. Well, yeah, the Mandarin yeah, wasn't yeah. that great. But he credits his wife for helping him to uh, to turn his life around. Yes. Okay. All right, well, hey, he's... Sir- He's amazing. Has there ever been any uh, talks of, was there ever anybody else that was in talks to be Iron Man? I'm sure there was, but uh, John Favreau has said he pretty early on settled, you know, he, he, it just seemed to be the perfect uh, casting and he's right. In so many ways, so much of their casting has been brilliant and and that's why it's so good. Yep. Uh, What else have here for you? Uh, Real Housewives of uh, Beverly Hills star Lisa Rinna is striking a pose with her model daughters, Delilah Bell Hamlin, who is 20, and Amelia Gray Hamlin, who is 17, and then her mother, Lois Rinna. I have not seen the pictures yet. She's 90. They're uh, they're a, a fine-looking uh, group of women. I think uh, the uh, Lisa Rinna has dropped the PSI on her lips a little bit. I She she did, I remember, and then they blew back up for a little while. Oh, was this because she was at a different altitude? I, maybe, yeah, yeah. The yeah. pressure was lower, <laughs> and uh, and they expanded. But but I remember when she, when she said, wow, I made a mistake, and yeah. she dropped and pulled it back, and then I remember like a year or so later seeing picture, new pictures and they have plumped up again. I'm like, come on, well, man. She just doesn't care. Like, she is a person yes. that just does whatever the heck she wants. I you remember the last so. time we saw her, she was dancing on a table yes. at the uh, Real Housewives thing? And, I, and also this, Preston, when you do, when you do that Oof. and consistently do that, do your lips then become stretched out? Do you, no, they get, like, a, they get screwed up. Do yeah. you develop like a face labia? Maybe. They, no, they Probably do. Like, sometimes yeah. they'll droop and they'll get like, um, yeah, they kind of get like disformed. Yeah. Disformed? It, is that a word? It's, uh, something like that. You deformed. 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 Yeah. Disformed. Disformed. Right? I tell you what, she uh, she takes care of the rest of her body really, yeah, really well. Mm-hmm. She's in phenomenal shape. That's Harry Hamlin's work. Uh, so anyhow, she is. They, they did this picture for a luxury vintage retailer called What Comes Around Goes Around Ooh. Uh, for their new Mother's Day campaign. So Is know. that her version of Goop? Uh, maybe no. I, I don't think it's hers. Oh, all right. I think oh. they're they're look at look at the nineties. Is the mother's in her nineties? Yeah, she looks good. She does look good. Lisa's here a lot. She does a lot of work at QVC, and yeah. I was on a plane with her back uh, to when she was flying back to LA last year. And Harry went to her husband. Harry Hamlin went Harry? To, to the Hill School. <laughs> did he? Yeah, I, I did know that. School. He did. Okay. Uh, all right, just a couple more quick things, and then we got to wrap this up. Let's go with this. Yeah, the Ted Bundy film, Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile, is landing on Netflix Friday. Very interested in seeing that. So am I. Uh, Lily Collins, who plays Bundy's uh, girlfriend, Elizabeth Cloffer, 
uh, says that she met her in real life to prep for the performance, and she told the UKs this morning, "I went to meet the one. I met the woman that I play." And it was really helpful. He said uh, she was so gracious, giving me material to look at and speaking to me. Uh, I don't know if she's going to see the movie because it's difficult, but within the filming process, she came on set and she was a positive light on set. Uh, you wouldn't expect that with what had happened. And she gives her support. She is really lovely. So that comes out on Friday. So she, so they basically were having a um, a normal life yeah. while Bundy's out. Yes, you know, we've we had one of the survivors on talking about the brutality of his murders. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we talk about the ultimate double life. Yep. And then one last story. The third episode of the final season of HBO's Game of Thrones boasted a near record viewership. Uh, the Miguel Sapochnik directed The Long Night is the longest episode so far at 82 minutes and snagged uh, 12.02 million viewers. That's in the U.S. Uh, and the all time high for Game of Thrones viewership was 12.07. So it came in. That was just at the season seven finale. But I think worldwide it did over a billion and. You know, is uh, I wonder how many countries Game of Thrones has seen in. Yeah, tons. All right, so let's get to clips. I got mystery clips. No, here they no. are. I would have liked mystery clips. Uh, so, from the <laughs> perspective of Ted Bundy's longtime girlfriend, uh, extremely wicked, shockingly evil, and vile, which we were just talking about, Chronicles of Crimes of the True Story. And in this clip, Zach Efron discusses his initial hesitation. Of playing a murderer. The last thing I wanted was to do something that seemed like a desperate move to not be Troy Bolton anymore. And I didn't want to make a movie that was like running around glorifying a killer, hacking, slashing. That's not really my thing. But this is much more interesting and and, uh, goes into the psyche of really two very interesting people. And it's very personal and honest. What the f***? Uh, extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil and Vile uh, begins streaming on Netflix Friday, like I said. Troy Bolton? Yeah, I don't know who that is. And that's I not his character from... in the high school musical. Oh, no, it? I'm sorry. It says right here. Marissa, put it in here. Troy Bolton is Zach's 2016 high school musical character. So there you there go. There we go. Wow, nice. look at me knowing that. Clip. The Goldberg spinoff Schooled follows the faculty of William Penn Academy in the 1990s as they remain heroes to their students despite their crazy personal lives. In this clip, A.J. Uh, Michalka, or, yeah. Mac- or Michalka, I'm not sure how to pronounce, uh, reveals why the musical numbers are her favorite scenes to shoot. Here we go. I get really pumped. I always know though, that those are going to be our Friday scenes because usually those big numbers are like, save them for the last day, shoot as long as you can. But I also know it's going to be our time to like really have fun because it's usually 10 of us cast members and it's always a song that I love. I want to see you naked. <laughs> I so, love her. So does Callan sing in these musical oh, numbers? Yeah, oh, yeah, they've done great. stuff like that. I, I wish we had had him on because they did one sort of tribute to um, The Phantom Menace, you know, when that came out. So... Pop culture, they're just t- they're just touching to everything yeah. that we've been about for years. Yeah. And uh, they had him in full Darth Maul makeup. Oh, no. So cool. That's great. A new episode of School Airs tonight, ABC 830. And uh, it says here, bonus, AJ and her sister, Allie, will be playing the TLA on May 21st. We got to get her. In. Oh, my God. Yeah, so they're in. actually really good. So mm-hmm. she, you know, her and um, Haley, oh, how do we find out? Arantia. Yeah. Oh, she's great. Super talented. And a really good singer. All right, there you go. Your entertainment report. Can you handle it? Can you handle all of that entertainment? It's unbelievable. It's just, you How know, did you distill that down? You know, we better take a break so you can take a moment yeah, I gotta and, and just process it's all like, of It's it, like so. when I saw Endgame. I know. We're going we're gonna to take a break. We'll be back in a minute. Uh, Vinny Brand will be on the show. Lewis Black will be on the program, too. 
And uh, we have a secret text word, chance for you to win uh, tickets for the Outlaw Music Festival, which is coming to the uh, man September 13th. So text the word secret to 39333. We'll be back in just a moment. Here comes the MM Army. Join Marissa Magnata and the MM Army Thursday from 6 to 8 p.m. at the brand new Sterling Pig Public House, 113 West Market Street in Westchester. It's a Preston and Steve totally office calendar rate with 2019 Calendar Girls Julie and LC and free calendar. Hang with the MM Army and Bud Light Thursday from 8 to 10 p.m. at Jersey's, 2609 Mount Carmel Ave in Glenside, PA, for an MM Barbecue 2019 ticket rate. Win tickets every 10 minutes and enjoy Bud Light specials. MMR's Big Friggin' Deal. Get two. General admission non dated daily tickets to Sahara Sands Oasis for just $35. Enjoy New Jersey's largest indoor water park available through Sunday while supplies last at WMMR.com keyword deal. 933 WMMR. Everything and everywhere that rocks. Real quick, I want to do a shout out to a uh, couple who just had a baby. Oh! Uh, this is to Gene and Kate Stricker. Uh, Gene, I know he's the uh, superintendent at the 1912 Country Club, used to be Plymouth Meeting Country Club. Uh, and uh, happy that they had a baby boy named Chase. So here is a shout out for you guys. <laughs> Little baby <laughs> shark. Baby. Get used to that sound, by the way. Yeah, right. Both of those sounds. <laughs> hey, and speaking of that uh, that uh, golf club, um, we're having our golf outing at the 1912 Club. It's on May 20th. I remember you telling me that, yes, yeah. it's a Monday. Um, you can go to uh, freshsmiles.org for more information about it. And I won't be able to play. I've My I shoulder's know. bad, so I can't. i got to wait until... Uh, when can I play? By the maybe by the beginning of June. Can you caddy? I, no, I'm not going to do that. Uh, can you drink? That I can. Oh, do. you should just come and have a drink. I should then. probably do that. You're right. Uh, speaking of drinking and eating, we have not heard from the connoisseur. Oh my God! Oh. Ladies and gentlemen, he's back with the cultivated palate and all the information you need about the food you love to eat. A cultivated palate. <laughs> He is the connoisseur. Thank you, thank you. And I'll start where all connoisseurs do with fast food. Have you noticed how much we focus on food? Uh, yeah, that's, well, that's, that's why we started doing the connoisseur. You, you can't help it. I know. It's what. Listen, we poop and we eat. Yes, we do. Uh, first the poop. First to eat, then the poop. Yeah. Well, uh, maybe you guys saw this. Uh, the vegan Whopper from uh, Burger King is going national. Earlier this month, uh, the fast food joint tested out the Impossible Whopper. Uh, in and around the St. Louis area, and things went well. It was a hit? Yeah, now Burger King has announced that the uh, plant-based burger will be available nationwide uh, by the end of the year. I have to uh, take a crack at that, because I'm a big fan of the Impossible Burger. I do like it. And, um, by the way, if you do get an Impossible Burger uh, in any form, it's always best to get it with the accompanying lettuce and onions and tomatoes and get the full compliment, because sure. the patty itself... If you were to eat it, you would you would it would it's burger ish, but it's more burger like when you have all the accoutrement. I agree, I agree. And you know what? It tastes it tastes it doesn't taste exactly like beef. No, but whatever that flavor is, it's a good I, taste. I like it a lot. I agree. It's, so uh, sometimes they'll do like, and we talked about this before. They'll do, uh, oh, it's a veggie burger, and it's a lot of black beans and so on and so forth. And some of them can taste good in their own versions. Right. This actually starts to get on the track towards being a burger taste. How much of this is targeted towards uh, ethical reasons versus nutrition? So, because I know that red meat is reading... I, I've, I've been going through some fitness uh, stuff the past few months and reading, you know, like red meat is less preferred over things like fish and and uh, white meat uh, or, you know, chicken and so forth. 
uh, for health reasons. So it's funny because I was talking to Dave McGrogan. But I still love steaks, you know. Harvest, and they, they introduced the Impossible Burger a little while ago. And he says that the Impossible Burger does not really, like for people who are vegetarians and vegans, it's not the hot, hot item. It's for people who are looking to start to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start to try to eat. You know, shy or start to not eat as many animal products. Okay. So on that level, that's where it works. So I think, um, and maybe that'll be the case of Burger King. Maybe it'll be more of a case of people just sampling and trying it on that way. You know, or, or instead of bringing in vegetarians to Burger King, Marissa. Yeah, I notice it is marketed more towards meat eaters. I'm very excited for this because, uh, true story, I stopped by Burger King on the way home from Parks last week. Did you have a double whopper? <laughs> no. I thought that they had the Impossible Burger already, and I do, oh. I'm never driving by a Burger King, and I got really excited. Because when they release these stories, right. you never say, like, oh, it's starting now. You just think, right. like, the story's out, and so whatever. But it is Vegan Restaurant Week in the city. Oh, so this oh, is perfect okay. news for this week. Cool. Yeah, I mean, cows are pretty terrible for the environment. Uh, they they um, are they big. Fart they a fart lot. a lot. And, uh, you know, they, they take up a lot of space. So I think that if you're looking for environmental reasons... Uh, the, the, you know, this is a good way to go. Uh, but man, do I love a good burger! I'm telling. And, you. and do I love to pet cows? Yeah. They're adorable. Oh, they, they are. They're adorable. They're so cute. They just look at you like, oh, my cow. All right, so anyhow, uh, the change comes as other food chains like Taco Bell and Chipotle experiment with uh, vegan offerings as well. But they're going with the uh, the Impossible Burger, the Impossible Whopper, I guess. Interesting. Yeah. Which, I'll give it a shot. Why not? Um, but uh, let's see what else I got. I have other things. More from the... I have actually several. What? What's your name again? The Connoisseur. More from the Connoisseur. Yes. <laughs> Uh, so our friends at uh, Dunkin' Donuts, here's another healthy option for you. Uh, Dunkin', I'm sorry. The Impossible Donut? Uh, Dunkin' <laughs> is not having the Impossible Donut, but they are going to have healthier options available. They have added some uh, breakfast stuff that uh, that will be a little bit healthier for you. The Egg White Bowl Ooh. is made with egg white, spinach, roasted potatoes, cheddar cheese, and caramelized onions. So the whole bowl is made out of eggs? No, this is what's inside the oh, bowl. Uh, of course. While the so- they take, Steve, they take like a, uh, a velociraptor <laughs> egg and right. hollow it out. <laughs> you and get that's your bowl. God, this thing's huge. Um, nature finds a way. Yeah. So uh, the sausage scramble bowl mm. is made with scrambled egg, sausage, cheddar jack, cheese, peppers, and onions. Onions. Oh, I love cheddar sausages. <laughs> right there in the bowl. The first one has 14 grams of protein and it's 250 calories. That's not bad. It's not bad at all. Uh, while the latter has 20, this is the sausage bowl, has 21 grams of protein, but that's going to clock in at 450 calories. They have a sandwich that I like there that it seems, uh, and I never really looked up the nutritional value of it, but it seems, just by the way, it's titled that it's... The donut sandwich? No, it's not a donut sandwich. <laughs> that it's somewhat healthy. It's like, I think it's like the power... Power sandwich or something. I can't remember. Okay. But it's it's like a, a, not a flatbread, but like a thin crust, multi-grain, and then it's a... I know what you're talking about. Egg white. Are, are and, they keeping those? Because they they're they revamping the whole menu, and I know that some of this new stuff is I hope so, because I, I like it. I like it a I lot. I like it that. I Whenever like it I that. eat egg whites, I'm hungry 13 seconds later. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, both options are available for a limited time at most Dunkin's. Uh, uh, you guys want to talk to a uh, food industry writer? Yes. All right, let me go Ooh, to... Uh, it's been a dream. Let me go to Jim. Hi, Jim. You're on with the connoisseur. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. Hey, what's up, buddy? So I, I am a food industry writer, so one of the things that I do a lot is pay attention to a lot of trends, and your, your assessment that this is not targeted towards vegetarians is absolutely correct. How about that? 
it's called veg centric or veg forward. So you have an aging population with the with the baby boomers. You have a younger group like the millennials and even the Gen Z that want to get a little bit more healthy. So they're looking at products like the Impossible Burger. And I'll give you a little a little peek. Impossible is also releasing a chorizo. Ooh. Uh, and it is phenomenal. I got to sample it a few weeks ago, and you it, it, it's going to change the industry. It really is. Let me ask you, Jim, have you tried? So uh, it, there, as with software, there is uh, Impossible 2.0. Have you tried Impossible 2.0? I have tried Impossible 2.0, and I will tell you, the, the color change when it's cooking is really remarkable. It's eerily similar to cooking with beef. Hmm. Um, the flavor, you know, you kind of said it. It's not necessarily beef-like, but for folks that are going that more healthy route and want to stay vegetarian, for instance, they don't necessarily want that. No, but, but you know what they get? You know what you get from that, gym is a savory flavor, and yeah. that's that's you, the difference. Yeah. Um, we call that, you know, in, in the biz, we call that umami, which is kind of that big mouth feel when you eat a tomato or Parmesan cheese or mm. or mushrooms. What, do you, what do you call that, Jim? Uh, oh, mommy. Was oh, it? Oh, mommy. <laughs> Umami. Oh, sorry. Ooh, I don't. Umami. Umami. Yeah. Okay. Umami. All right. All right. All right. Hey, Jim, have you tried the the Impossible Cheesesteak yet? And what are your thoughts on that? Um, I haven't yet. I okay. haven't. Okay. The Impossible Cheesesteak. You know what actually ends up being really good? Impossible Meatloaf. Yeah. Wow. But, you know where they they do meat meat ish products. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Loaf. But so, Jim, that's yeah, and that's actually a good thing for people to have these options. So, do you think yeah. this is going to be a home run for Burger King? Uh, I think it will be a home run for Burger King for a national brand to pick up on a very experimental piece. Which, and I don't know, you know, how familiar you are with the Impossible development, but it was about a billion dollars to develop the technology wow. that brought Impossible to market. Wow. Um, and it, it's been in development a long, long time. So for a national brand to capture that uh, is really a big deal. And a lot of the folks on the inside of the industry are recognizing that. Uh, everybody's selling it now. It, it is, it's all over the place. All right. Cool. Awesome. Man. Thank you. And, Jim, what's the name of your what, – what do you write for? Oh, I write for uh, one called Foodable. I write uh, locally in print. I write for Edible Delmarva. Um, a bunch of online. Well, stuff. I have a little. I got a podcast, which is pretty cool. So you know, a little shameless plug. You're yeah. now on the connoisseur's radar. Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah, I'm there. So send, send me a link to your stuff. All right, a lucky day. I absolutely will. All right, see you, Jim. Yeah, Thanks, I, buddy. connoisseur just made a connection. <laughs> I hope that this has uh, good, long-lasting effects for Burger King because they're going away. Like there, there are fewer and fewer Burger Kings, and I. Like Burger King, and it upsets me. Like my my childhood Burger King is closed now. Well, listen, having the different options, I assume McDonald's will have a a similar uh, thing eventually. Oh. But uh, the more variety, it's better for all of us. Yeah. By the way, umami. Nick pulled up is spelled U M A M I. I thought it was ooh, mommy. Umami. What did you make? Umami. Okay. Umami. All right, Casey wants me to go to line three. Why? Uh, because they have this. This guy has a barbecue joint right down the street. Okay. Really, and they have all this impossible stuff there. All right, this is Wilson who's on the line. Steven. Wilson, it says Wilson. Hey, bitches. hey, what? What's up, buddy? I got the impossible. You got the impossible. Okay, can you expand a little bit more? I on got that? the funk. <laughs> but the problem with Burger King is now there's a big shortage on the impossible. So where I could do cheesesteaks, I use two patties. Now they they cut production back while well, they're trying to ramp it back up. 
So now there's a shortage across the whole country. So to, we can't get it. to your point, Wilson, actually, the, the impossible burgers are supplied by a few companies, right? Or and, and one of them, I get, or maybe just one company that has the trademark on it. And so you're saying because of the now interest in it, it's diminished your ability to get the impossible burgers. Yeah. So I would do like 30 to 40 of these impossible burgers a week. And I'm a barbecue restaurant, and I had a lot of vegans and vegetarians that were reaching out for something different. <laughs> so the uh, so once Quest Love signed on to do the cheesesteak down at the ballpark, I yeah. shot up to 92 that week, and then it's been in the 50s and 60s since you, then. You know what you may want to do? Just market them as impossible burgers, but just use regular beef. These things are unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Just kidding. When it was just posted up here, I pressed it. I thought it said Owen Wilson's secret sauce. No, I'm like, Owen, it says Owen <laughs> Wilson's secret sauce. All right, thanks, buddy. Appreciate it, man. Hey guys, I'm right, great Doc So it's supply wow. and demand, but maybe mm-hmm. more uh, demand will create more supply. It yeah. should. Yeah. By the way, that guy, he gave us the the tires that you could remember. We did the thing in the oh. back parking lot where you could stab the tires. Yeah, and we slashed tires. He's a great yeah. guy. Yeah. Uh, a listener on the line, Joe. I'm not going to have time to go to. It says Impossible Burger. How is it vegan if it's cooked on the same grill oh. as other burgers? At, talking at Burger King, Snap. I would assume that they would uh, that they'll take precautions for that because I know that some places even. Uh, for allergies, like, uh, you know, my, my daughter's friend has a gluten allergy. Right. And when we've gone by, like, say, a Chick-fil-A and said, look, she has a gluten allergy, they're like, okay, here's what we're going to do. Where They're going to put on gloves, they're going to put it on a different grill, and they're going to cook it that way. Yeah. And that's... So they, they flat out tell you that. You Excellent. have nothing to worry about. You don't yeah. have to worry about that, though, if you do prepare it just with regular beef. Yeah. yeah. True. Just yeah. Jews but beef. That guy that we were just talking to, I've been to his restaurant, he showed me around, and he does. He has, uh, like, a vegan fryer and, and all that sort of of stuff. Okay. So I, I think a lot of these these uh, restaurants will um, they'll isolate those All right, things. Let's get out of the fast food realm. Yeah. And, uh, let's... the fast food realm. The we're... connoisseur is heading off into different directions. Yep, we're headed to Italy. Ooh, uh, la, la. Uh, yes. <laughs> or Bongiorno. Yeah, yeah, or Manja. Manja! Yeah. So, uh, Sicily. So uh, olive oil. Yes, uh, Popeye's girlfriend. The, no, <laughs> the, the the oil that you use that that we use liberally in my house quite oh, a bit really? to cook with and to dip and you know all. It's that excellent. Stuff. It's, it's I love all. Uh, yes, and I there was that that place in the Reading Terminal Market that has all those different uh, oils, dipping oils and uh, olive oils. I love it. Uh, so they may be dealing with a a bit of of an olive oil shortage. What? Uh, last fall, the olive oil industry saw a 57% drop in production, a 25-year low, which means the amount of olive oil they have will only uh, last tying customers uh, four months this year, for no. four months. Uh, money woes are the primary reason for declines in production, uh, but extreme weather had caused uh, caused by climate change is expected to make things worse as olive oil olive trees are very sensitive to their environment. This wouldn't be happening if the Corleone family was still around. Yeah, <laughs> I saw. I told you guys about about that um, uh, Netflix special, which yeah. is uh, salt, fat, um, acid, heat, acid, heat, and they go into in real detail about olive oil production and how it's done, how they press them and all it's that stuff. It's good for you, too, is it not? It can be yeah. uh, in, in moderation. In, like, the tiniest bit. It. Right. But um, uh, it, it's really fascinating how they how they cultivate and then and then press and, and make these things. Well, what do they do with the rest of the olive after the oil? I don't know what they do with the byproduct. I'm not sure after okay. they press it all. Um, you, I'm sure there's some kind They make marbles. <laughs> no, they... Uh, I don't know what they do, but I tell you what I love, man. Olive oil, and uh, you add a little 
little pepper to it, um, or, or red pepper flakes and some Parmesan cheese. Mm. Dip that bread in it. It's fantastic. Get a boner. Marissa? Preston, you will be surprised as I was. In Italy, they don't serve olive oil on the table with no the bread. No kidding. Yeah, I thought that was going to be a thing. I, I thought, thought it would be like on tap. I yeah. thought everywhere I go, there would be like fresh, warm bread and olive oil, and you pay extra for the bread. Huh. And then no olive oil on the table. I had to ask I for am it, absolutely surprised. Go to hell, Italy. That must yeah. be that must be a, a new thing because when I went years ago, it was everywhere. Really, people were buying it. They would you would, you could buy it and they would ship it for you. Yeah. Let me ask you: Maybe Was this the in the uh, in the cafeteria in the Andy Warhol Museum? <laughs> <laughs> no, there was no cafe. Okay. Hey, is this? Um, I, that also, like, it, it, meatballs aren't, like, a big thing there either, right? Uh, not meatballs or, like, tortellini or ravioli. And what? it's also just about the region. So I was in Rome and Florence where they're not, you know, particular there. So you, you have to go to places that make that in particular. Mm. Uh, so they might be running low on olive oil. Just a heads up on that. Hold on, olive Marissa. oil and helium. One more thing. I don't want to be humble here, but is this an all Marissa connoisseur? Because everything you've talked about so far. I can try to make it that way if you want to. I got lots of stuff here. No, it's not my birthday, but I appreciate it. Uh, let's see. What else? Let's go to something else. How about this? Oh. Uh, coffee. Coffee. Yeah, I, I don't know, uh, Marissa and uh, cappuccinos and things like that, but you just need uh, non-dairy, whatever they would use, uh, almond milk or something like that. Yeah, mostly uh, an Americano fan, but I like Okay, so you milk. like water added to your espresso. <laughs> well, a, uh, there's a barista that uh, made cappuccinos look easy to make, Lisa Li- Liza Thomas. A barista from Australia broke a Guinness World Record. She made 422 cappuccinos in one hour. Sweet mother what? of God. She they attempted. All good? I don't know. It's a yeah, good right. question. Yeah. Uh, she attempted the feat to record the opening of the Returned and Services League of Australia's new social cafe on Bribey Island. You're going to make a lot of cappuccinos. Uh, she followed the guidelines for the record by using a commercially available manufactured coffee machine, which output a max of four espresso shots at one time. May I observe something, Connoisseur? Yes. You yourself have become quite a little barista, haven't you? I've learned the art a little bit. Uh, what I have not mastered, and maybe it's the uh, it's the espresso machine that I have, of, of steaming the milk to where it, it's got to be perfect to get it to float on top of the to of make the, the designs. If it's too, yeah, if it's too foamy, it, right. it, it stands up and it and it's uh, you only get the last little bit of milk you pour out. What's the most elaborate picture you've made in the cream? And if it's too thin, it, it all goes into the bottom and doesn't rest on the top. I I just there's a um, you can make a uh, uh, a rose. Wow, a leaf. Uh, yeah, there's a leaf. I, can't, I haven't done that. Oh, yeah, I thought you did do the leaf. No, I made, um, I forgot what it's called. It's like a petunia or something. Have you like done that. a dream not... catcher? No, I'm not. <laughs> Kathy, I'm going to work on that. <laughs> I'm going to work on the dream <laughs> catcher for you. But I've learned a little bit. But I, but steaming the milk and getting it just right, you got to get it to 125 degrees. Mm. And you have to have it, it, it the depth. That, I would actually like a barista to train me how to do it because I've had some fun with it. And, uh, It'd be like whiplash. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? Come on! Yes. Oh, I like I know the baristas and who makes the uh, like a good one and who is kind of uh, not as great. Yeah. All right. So we're looking at a picture here of different uh, wow uh, different things that you can do. The one in the in the upper left hand corner is kind of the one that I can do. Okay. Uh, it's it's pretty simple to make, but uh, but I can't. It's it's hard to get the um, the foam to to rest up on top of the uh, the coffee. The way who's that in the lower left? Is that Fez? 
I don't know who that is. From that 70s show? Yeah, they can do these, like, cool little printed things on there. It's like, um... Huh, yeah, I don't no. know how you do that. Yeah, well, I mean, it's you done just, with, it's done with a computer. Yeah, there's no, yeah. W- there's no way a human could do that. Uh, so this gal made 420 cappuccinos in one hour. So that's I thought that was kind of an offbeat um, connoisseur. Yes, story. absolutely, connoisseur. Let me ask you something, connoisseur. Uh, what What is the machine you have at home? I forgot the name of it. <laughs> I, we bought it, you know, almost like six months ago, and, I, and I've forgotten. I, I see it every day, but I forgot the product. You I, have one, don't you? Uh, yes, I have a, the Mr. Coffee one, which, believe it or not, Mr. Coffee, I thought would be sort of a pedestrian device, yeah. but it's really good. Heats up the milk really nice. I think, I think it actually is very... Precise. I haven't tried to do the artwork. Yeah, I just I just draw pictures on it with the felt pen. Uh, well, that'll work too. Yeah. But uh, but I do love me some uh, cappuccino and uh, lattes now. So uh, let's uh, find out what else. The Born to the connoisseur. We're going all over the place and we're loving the trip. Yeah. How about this? Proteins <laughs> really having a moment, and it shows uh, we're eating lots of eggs, more eggs, egg uh, whites. Uh, Newser reports Americans are eating an average two hundred and seventy nine eggs per person per year. Wow. The highest number since 1973. Do you get your eggs fresh, or do you get them at the supermarket? We get them at the, at, you know, just regular grocery regular store. Regular grocery store. Yeah. Uh, we we had, I'm sorry to interrupt, Casey, but we had a, a neighbor uh, who has chickens, or hens, I should say. Uh, loves chickens. <laughs> just loves chickens. <laughs> and uh, had been bringing us uh, fresh eggs for a while, but okay. uh, we were not getting them lately. Well, there is... I have some fresh eggs for you. <laughs> My hens have laid them. Look at them. They're perfect. Honey, Jean's here. I won't be a minute. He's at the front door. <laughs> E.T. is at the house. We're playing Pong. Oh, wow. You're playing, playing Pong? Pong? Yes. He's Old fascinated school. by it. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. You crack me up, you little fella. <laughs> you look you like had, an unfurled uh, foreskin. You had to have listened to yesterday's show. <laughs> To understand Gene Simmons and E.T. now being roommates, apparently. Anyway, what were you saying, guys? There is somebody who works for our company. I want to say it's Tina, who maybe it's not her that has a chicken farm. But like Tina her. Costello? No, no, Tina Basham. Okay. Um, but they, the somebody in her family or her has like a chicken farm. And they bring in um, eggs all the time. So like uh, uh, Trish Long, who's in our sales department... She, she's uh, stinking with eggs. Stinking with eggs. Just stinking. I'll tell no, you. But she gets like, I don't know, like once a, once a week or once every two weeks, gets a couple of different cartons of uh, of. That's cool. Do you know who has, them, has, has some, some uh, chickens, uh, egg-laying chickens, hens, uh, saucy redhead. Oh, Sarah, no kidding. Yes, who does all the, all the, uh, the cakes and stuff. Yeah. And, uh, man, you can tell a difference. Yeah. yeah. My neighbors uh, growing up had, they all, they all got chickens for Easter one year. Um, and we thought it was like a cute thing. And then you, know, you come to realize it. No. Nah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> here's some... You know, hey, but you know, I here's some eggs, you know, for for the next however many years. I don't know how long chickens live, but they build a coop in their backyard. And by the way, have... the, the farm fresh eggs, the uh, the yolk is is a little darker in mm-hmm. color. It is, and if you make them scrambled, they they have that really dark yellow color to them when That's... they're fresh and yep. you're preparing them. You can hear the chicken screaming. You can hear and that to me is just that's that's like a hot pot of coffee in the morning. It's just that's the sound you wake up to. No, yeah, little you, babies. If you, if you go to a farm to table restaurant, you will notice that the eggs are darker. Yeah. Yep. I had a neighbor when I lived in Phoenixville that raised guinea fowl. He had guinea hens and uh they I'm a chicken. <laughs> 
they would. Uh, the reason he had them was that they they would lay eggs and you could eat those, but mostly for pest control. He would they go around and they kill ticks. And Is that bugs. right? Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, and, uh, and they were just adorable. Uh, by the way, so... And not at all annoying. It's Sunday morning. Uh, right. Five. 279 eggs per chickens. Uh, per person per year. Highest number since 1973. 1945, Americans ate the most eggs per year. 405. It was 1945. <laughs> and America was egg crazy. Um, <laughs> Do you put away about... You think you put away that many a uh, year? Most definitely. Especially since I have tweaked my diet right. and I've gotten more conscious of the nutrition of the protein versus fats versus carbohydrates. I have almost every morning two hard-boiled eggs because huh. they're easy to eat in the car. They are. Uh, and there's no carbohydrates. I'm you not, keep I'm it not, in the glove I haven't, knocked, I haven't knocked all <laughs> carbohydrates out of my diet, but I have trimmed them up a bit. So an easy, high-protein meal to eat uh, that, it, for me, on the way into work, are two hard-boiled eggs. You get it and from Wawa, those little ones that you I have, out of the package? But, but we just boil up, you know, a couple dozen at the beginning and of the week. The, yeah. And, you and boil just, them. Yeah. Hard-boiled. Why didn't I see that? Why didn't that? you understand that? <laughs> So anyway, so we have a... It was a, right in front of me. We got a container full of them in our fridge at all time, and I just grab a couple on the way into work. I love hard-boiled eggs. Yeah. I never eat the yolk. Hey. Uh, I always eat the, just the white. I oh, really? Yeah. Because, because I, I, want to, I want to be wasteful. <laughs> yeah. You and Jace do the same thing. I want the chicken to have died in vain. See, that's the best part to me. It is. Is it? Part, yeah. I, see, my yeah. wife loves Ronnie Yolky eggs, and I'm like, you <laughs> bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Preston... What is the best way to hard boil an egg so that the shell comes off easy? Okay, so all right, connoisseur. There's, there's a couple of a couple of different Cooking tips with the connoisseur. Hey, a couple of different ways. Number one, if you want to, <laughs> if you want the yolk to not be like rock hard solid, what you need to yeah. do is when you when you're done boiling it, what I do is I turn, I fill up the water, put the eggs in there, room temperature, start it up. When it gets up to boiling, I shut the water off or shut the heat off for 10 minutes. In the whole house? And then, no, not oh. the whole house. It's on the stove. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. And then I, freezing in here then. I run it under cold water immediately after that to stop the cooking process. Uh, and then I let them cool down to room temperature before I start to peel them. Now, if you peel them when, you're hot, when they're hot, I think they're easier. What's this okay. about putting salt in when you're boiling them? I'm not sure. Okay, I've heard that as some sort of thing, and I didn't know if that was... Well, it lowers the boiling temperature, yeah. right? Yeah. Is that so, what it does? Yeah, so okay. the water will come right. to a boil faster, although the water temperature won't change. Uh, you know, it's still got to get hot in order <sighs> and to the cook key, the egg. I know cucumbers become eggplants. Nope. The key to getting the shell off without ripping the egg apart is yeah. there's a membrane inside the shell. Okay? Oh, that's insane. That's insane. Yeah, so what you have to... Oh, Jesus. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> we are heading down the same road. There's a membrane. Okay. It's insane. Wee! Wee! Uh, the and, of the brain! And, it, and I run it underwater as I'm peeling it. Yeah. And if you get a little bit of water underneath that membrane... It's insane. It's insane. Uh, the whole thing just comes right off. Oh, okay. So it's... You sound insane. <laughs> Did you ever peel it with a spoon? No. Yeah, you supposedly you can like uh, put the spoon in there and just kind of like go right around that membrane, and okay. it, the whole thing just comes off. Okay, we What's don't it? have an insane in the brain. I'm not in there, but I have a. I'm, we have space people. I'm. <laughs> we do have space people. Uh, Hit I, it, Steve. <laughs> no. no. They come from space, so they don't come from here. Um. Say, Casey. I am sitting on so many different sound effects here. Right, I don't, don't worry about I don't it. Know oh, here, where to here's go. a video, Preston, of this uh, spoon shelling All procedure. Right, I'm, I'm, I'm on board. Any any way to do that easier, then uh, I am definitely going to try it. So I will give that a shot. 
so, all right. Uh, yes. do you, uh, sorry, connoisseur. Just yeah, no, jump in here. Good. Do you believe that the uh, scrambled egg is unfairly dismissed? I think. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they're good. I love scrambled. That's Who's my dismissing that, the scrambled egg. Oh, let me tell you something. You didn't hear the uh, the the speech from I haven't the, heard the Japanese bottom. ambassador. No, no. I know what you're saying it's 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 a cheap way to you know it's you didn't take a whole lot of tender care in making right. Your scrambled Who cares? Egg. But you can if you if you season it properly. I had a little uh, fresh dill on mine, Ooh. or even some basil or something like you that. You are the connoisseur. Pick it up a little bit. It's the only egg I know how to make. Yeah. Yeah. My buddy Stork taught me how to make some really really great eggs. You do a little bit of Tabasco and a little bit of Worcestershire sauce. How do you say that? Worcestershire. That. Yeah. And then Shire you scramble right. that up a little bit of milk. Mm-hmm. Wolfgang Puck taught me to make Eggs Benedict. I remember that. And, and, Ooh, and, and, Eggs and, Benny. Mm. Yes, I was watching the video. I'm a member of that video series of cooking, and it's actually easier than you would think. Uh, I have a question. Yeah. Uh, yes, connoisseur. <laughs> can we take? Do we take a break now, or do we keep talking? Ah, uh, you know, I feel like we need to keep talking. Because right, we have we have Fox Good Day in five minutes, and I didn't know if we could have a commercial break and come back. It's fine. I got plenty to talk about. <laughs> uh, there it is. Chicken. Oh yes, Nick. We are all over the place. Chicken eggs. Uh, but I wanted to point out the latest Daily Rush chicken because we're talking about chickens and eggs, and it's Gene Simmons and the freaking chicken. So okay. Oh my God. That's right. It's yeah. insane in the membrane. <laughs> Good <laughs> lord. <laughs> Membrane, chicken egg, membrane, talk a chicken egg, membrane, ET phone home. Oh no, oh no, oh no, stop it. Okay, so the least amount of eggs were eaten in 1995. Uh, it's thought that the uptick in what people- year? 1995. Well, that was the year of the- it was 1995. <laughs> people have stopped eating eggs. It's thought I've been eating less eggs this year. I know it. It's thought this uptick in people eating eggs is due to a change in federal nutritional guidelines. As in 2016, the government said eating high cholesterol foods such as eggs wasn't such a bad idea. That same year, egg consumption jumped up 6%. And now, nutritionists say protein-heavy diets have boosted the appeal of eggs, as has the trend of eating them atop of avocado toast. This young fellow has stopped eating eggs. I don't eat eggs anymore. <laughs> Remember those old movie uh, yeah, Yes, yes. Uh, okay. Um, I'm not going to go to these calls. Thank no. you. I appreciate it. Really? Well, None I, of them are good, these people who no. have taken the time to call in. There's I, nothing worthy. I just, I want to move on to some time. Right. Otherwise, yeah. these stories I'll never get to. The connoisseurs issued a blanket apology to the people already online. I'm sorry. Uh, how about we go to this one? We'll talk about ice cream. Oh, my God. Unfortunately, the I food... had the biggest ice cream Jones last night, but I fought it. Uh, the Food and Drug Administration found 21% of U.S. ice cream facilities, uh, they evaluated, tested positive for harmful pathogens. I wish I'd known that earlier last night. Such <laughs> as listeria. Uh, Is that the... a new flavor? No. <laughs> Listeria hysteria. It's new from Veterinary. <laughs> there you go. It's right? awesome, yeah. Uh, I don't like hearing this because I do. Uh, when I do want to treat myself, uh, ice cream will be it. Here's here's a trivia question in Avengers: Infinity War. Okay, yeah. I got you. What's the name of Tony Stark's Ben and Jerry's flavor? Oh, see, I know a Hulka Hulka burning fudge, um, and then <laughs> now this wasn't in real life. Stark raving nuts. Stark raving hazelnut. Hazel I think nuts. is what it is. I love that. Uh, or Stark raving walnuts. One and nuts, something or the other. But anyway. Uh, so, yeah, they found harmful pathogens. The agency 
<laughs> inspected nearly 90 facilities in 2016-17, and after some 16 recalls over the course of the previous years, uh, the tests were done to determine what type of harmful bacteria may be present in such facilities and whether the companies were correctly adhering to food safety programs. All but one of the samples came from areas of the plants that don't come into contact with Connoisseur? food. So, yeah. Are we talking major market brands? I would assume so. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know what I've been has been my treat late at night lately in the, the end of the eggs. day, not hard boiled eggs. Uh but um Klondike makes ice cream sandwiches. They do. What would you do for a Klondike and, bar? And this isn't your standard Klondike bar. It's not covered by the hard, you know, um chocolate shell. It's, it's kind of what a, like. Uh, it's a regular uh ice cream sandwich. And, your brain has the shell on it. And uh <laughs> I've been that's been my go to thing lately. So I do like ice cream sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm a big just... fan of ice cream sandwiches. <laughs> I love them. Right next to the pudding. <laughs> that guy got in here. <laughs> Related right. to Gene? <laughs> so keep that in mind. Uh, here's another ice cream story. We, oh, no, yeah. it's okay. It's okay. Uh-oh. Ben and Jerry's. Oh, okay. Start craving hazelnuts. It is? Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. Ben and Jerry's will get into the Patriotic Spirit. They're release, uh, spirit. They're releasing its new red, white, and blueberry ice cream and ice cream Sammy, which I guess is a sandwich. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so it's ice cream sandwich, but in a pint. Okay. Okay, so, um, the red, white, and blue will have, um... Blueberry and raspberry ice cream swirled with vanilla cream, strawberries, and shortbread pieces. I like mm-hmm. shortbread pieces. And then the ice cream Sammy flavor is vanilla ice cream with chocolate sandwich cookies, meaning the you know the mm-hmm. the outside part of a of a uh, ice cream sandwich and chocolate cookie swirl. Yeah. So the um, red, white, and blueberries. I feel like they're kind of biting off a big gay ice cream. They have that blueberry cobbler, which is really really good. No, and that's a totally different thing. I, and I've had it; it's mm-hmm. great. But this is this is. I mean, pretty much a, a lot of brands have blueberry flavored ice cream. Yeah. So, you know. With a little shortbreads in them? I don't know. Red, white, and blueberry flavor. <laughs> shortbread in them? Uh, both sound like they're going to get you in the mood for summer, and they're available now, but exclusively at Walmart. Really? I guess they have an exclusivity thing with Walmart. Huh. Uh, all right. Wealth of information connoisseur. Now we can go to a completely different story. And by the way, we'll be going live on Fox Good Day in, in like a minute or two, I think. Marissa, you checking? All right. Uh, eating chips comes with the hazard of greasy and cheesy fingers, which can be a problem if you are the type of person who never puts their phone down. But now a snack maker in Japan has come up with a novel solution, drinkable chips. Oh, gross. Are you saying that it's an actual liquid version of potato chips? The chips are pretty much splintered into tiny little pieces. Oh, okay. So you can just drink them out of their bag. You know what? I, I actually... You know, would... when you get to the bottom yes. and, you, and you tilt the yep. bag up to your mouth, it's just a whole bag of that. But Some... can you just take a bag and just beat it to death and then yeah. you got it? It's and... stupid. It's essentially what... No, but uh, that's what I'll... I will actually do that sometimes when I don't feel like Dipping my hand it's into funny like though. little bags. When I'm having a sandwich and I'm going to have my, and I don't, I, you know, you can fall into the trap of eating too many chips, a, a couple of chips. I, I like big intact chips because I'm going, I'm going on the back of the bag that says this many chips is this many calories. We have less than two minutes, but I got to bring up an issue that I have with uh, pretzel chips, which I love. Okay. And they're great to snack on. But we get the, Rochelle gets a gigantic bag. When you get, and there's like an eighth of the bag left. It's just all crumbs. Yeah. And those things fall apart. They're brittle, and they end up just as crumbs in the and bottom. You know and a good portion of them. Yeah. And those those things incite um, altercations with my wife and I over, over like, 
you know, like when the, you get down to that part of the container, it's like what you have like a third or a fourth, a quarter of the, of the thing that is now just rubble. Yeah, we just call that the shake, right, Press? Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Are you talking about the crisps? Uh, yeah, the, the pretzel crisp, okay. the flat ones. Yeah, in fact, we pulled up the, the okay. that's the exact brand we buy. There's a picture. They're of really there. good. Have you tried so, the cinnamon? No, no. Oh yeah. Salt so and what pepper. I'm what I'm wondering the salt and pepper is really good. What yeah. I'm wondering is if you can do if you can take all those crumbs and use them as like a breading for yes. you know something sure. or yeah. birth control or birth control if you need that. Uh, I don't know, but I tell you what, man. The one thing, as much as I love those pretzel thins. If one is positioned the wrong way in your mouth, it will mm, split your head open. It's like a, a knife. <laughs> it's horrible that you bit down on. You ever yeah. get, you ever get a pretzel laterally in your throat? No. Uh, yes. Oh my god. Yes. And I have throat issues to begin with. And what do you do? Oh, the music means are going on Fox hey, Today. Hey. Or not? Or not? Well, they I just turned it off. Who? I heard music, but uh, Marissa's communicating with them. Hey, telepathically. It's weird. <laughs> Uh, you keep talking about these pretzel thins. I we, we were introduced to these little thingies. I don't even know who the pretzel maker is. They're excellent. When I yeah. say, 30 what seconds. Are they? Um is it unique? Is that the name of the company? Kath? Yeah, they're they're pretzel oh. shells. They're like pretzel rods, but they're they're oh, that's hollow. interesting. Yeah. I've never actually, seen that. You really, they're really good. <laughs> now we're going on Fox Yay! Good Day. We got ten seconds. This is Derek Colasar from After the Fire. 80s one hit wonder. All right. Did that just happen? Mm-hmm. Preston and Steve. Yeah. And Kath and uh, Casey Boy and Nick and Marissa. I have a question for all of you. Geppetto. Yes, sir. Let's start with you two. Geppetto. Um, I think there's something wrong with me. Um, if, if when I go to a wedding and I hear the bride and groom say to each other, I married my best friend. Or even <laughs> engagement pictures. Oh, I'm engaged to my best friend. For some reason, that rubs me the wrong way, and I don't know why. Steve, help I know me. why. You're bitter and morose. <laughs> That's true. No, honestly, my wife is my best friend. It's the truth. So, oh, so I, yeah. I, I, and, um, you know, again, it's, it's the truth. I, I can rely on her for everything, and, and that's part of the deal. However, it's a what comes first. You know, she was a friend that became someone that I fell in love with that is now my wife. So I think that's a good dynamic if you can have that. Yeah. You know, but Preston, do you agree? I Yeah, so I, I guess I, I fall in that category, too. And when, I, when okay. it comes down to, to uh, defining what best friend means, she's... Basically, the person I like to hang out with more than anybody else. And you can rely on? And I can rely on and all that stuff. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't have a best friend, a best buddy. My, yeah. Uh, you know, so. It's your mistress. Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> well, yeah. We can tell everything. But I know what you mean, dis- uh, distinguishing between wife and best friend. You can have both. Yes, you, you can. can. You can so now- have both of them. I want to know, is there someone who's married to someone who's not their best friend? Like, does that exist? Well, it's probably Kathy. Yeah. I'm actually not allowed uh, to say that because you guys know my best friend, and she is my best friend. Alisa? Yes, Alisa uh, is my best friend, and uh, we've made that clear to each other. So there is a difference for us. Mm. So the husband's now. Oh, that's interesting. Mm. Uh, Do, have you ever have you ever been involved with someone, Mike, that you would consider that you're romantically involved with, and at that time they were your best friend as well? Yes. Okay. Really? So you understand it? Really? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I think we're and w- what was this gentleman's name? <laughs> no, no. Uh, Ronnie. <laughs> Ronnie. <laughs> now we were best friends from Friday to a Monday morning. Uh, <laughs> uh, I knew there was something. There it is. And then, then she became the plaintiff. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, all right, I guess I won't be bothered by it anymore. You both explained it very well. No, 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 no. Wait, Casey, no, because I disagree with all of it. All right, here's the deal. Okay, go. Wife and husband supersedes the title of best friend. Okay, like mm. you, you, you vow to be a husband or a wife. So, like, just be okay with that, right? Like, you, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know why you have to have both, right? I have a wife and I have I a best friend. That. Yeah, no, I, I do. It's like I, I don't know why there's so, a big so. controversy. Does your wife not benefits with a wife? That's for sure. No, well, well, also with his best friend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but not necessarily. Your wife yeah, satisfies right. the requirements of everything you would consider qualities you'd want in a best friend. Correct. She's also my wife because she satisfies other requirements that I don't have with my best <laughs> but, friend. <yeah. laughs> requirements. So if you had to get rid of one of them, you would get rid of your best friend. It, yeah, you wife. wouldn't want to, but you'd have <laughs> He's to. He's not listening. <laughs> if there was a, Who are you going to kill? A sharp object to your head. Okay. Uh, oh, thank you, guys. Thank you. Of course. Thanks, Anytime. Mike. Thank right. you, guys. Exactly. We'll talk to you a little bit later. But uh, yeah, We've talked about this before. We have, yeah. yeah. And I remember you having that, uh, that take on yeah, it. Yeah, my wife's not my best friend. Fine. She's my wife. Yeah, I understand. And you but, say but it the supersedes good... the best friend status. However, I believe that the, the, the things... My, my best friend is... Dr. Mike, Mike Cerigliano. Yeah, I, you know, and 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 I consider that you know, and I have other really good friends as and well. Then above best, I mean, when, some, when someone saves your life, it really bumps them up in your, you know. <laughs> yeah. uh, hey, I saved your life. Yeah, you did. You're, so you're one of my best friends. Hey, thanks, you know. Buddy. Yeah, it's it's semantics. It know, is, but that's whatever. a good way to explain it. That the husband wife, you know, is is above the best friend category. So yeah. above the best friend category, straight stunt. <laughs> Straight stunt. Where did that come into it? It's a, it's a gentleman's magazine Happy? for African Americans. That's right. I talked myself into a corner, and that's how I got out of it. That's how you got out. Hey, look at that meteor. <laughs> hey, we have a secret text word today. This is your. Oh, by the way, we're done with the connoisseur. We wrapped oh. that up. We finished. The connoisseur's so over. That was a fun one today. We got through a lot. Of Excellent stuff. and stuff. A wide variety. Yeah, I tried to uh, to add some of uh, that variety in there. So our secret text for today is a chance to go to the Outlaw Music Festival. It's not till September 13th. It will be at the Man, but you can get your tickets starting Friday uh, through Ticketmaster.com. But text word secret to 39333 because uh, Willie Nelson, um, Bonnie Raitt, Government Mule, and more are going to be performing there. And uh, we'll see if you can win a little bit later on. Let's take a break. Come back in a moment. We are going to talk this morning uh, to Lewis Black around 9 o'clock. And then after that, Vinnie Brand, our good friend... Uh, had a, uh, a, a, a kind of a nasty run-in or exchange with Pete Davidson at his comedy club. All over TMZ. Yeah, and we'll get Benny's take on that in a little bit. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Oh my God, it's after 8.15. We haven't done the Bizarre File yet. Now, <laughs> WMMR presents Bizarre. Preston and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre File. Follow! All right. Couple stories for you here, folks. The New Mexico Department of Health 
He is urging customers of a now-closed Albuquerque spa to take advantage of free HIV testing. Oh, Uh-oh. After two cases of the virus were found among clients who received injection-related procedures. Oh, this is, is this that vampire blood treatment? It's the vampire facial. This is so stupid. The Department of Health is investigating two cases of HIV infection among VIP spa clients who received vampire facial between May and September of last year. The VIP spa closed in September of last year after an inspection found practices that could potentially spread blood-borne infections such as HIV, hepatitis B, and hepatitis C to clients. Listen, you're going to a spa. Why Why are you drawing blood? Yeah. Additional laboratory testing on specimens from the two clients indicates recent infection with the same HIV virus, increasing the likelihood that the two HIV infections may have resulted from a procedure at the VIP spa. Yeah, like a scalp massage and a kidney transplant, please. In, in, a, in a vampire facial, a small amount of the client's blood is drawn and then spun to extract its plasma. <sighs> that plasma is then injected into the face with a needle. But these aren't medical people. Exactly. The owner of VIP spa did not have a licensed professional to draw the blood. Only a medical professional can actually do that. So there might be people who have HIV or AIDS because of this. Medical professional slash barista. God, unbelievable. A sharp-eyed Burger King employee may have saved a customer from getting flame-grilled themselves when a truck carrying a 100-pound propane tank pulled into the drive-thru of a Burger King. One of the employees noticed that it was leaking gas. Jeez. She notified the driver who got out of his vehicle to check on the tank's release valve, and that's when the truck burst into flames. It exploded. That's completely... A nearby dash cam captured the scene on video, including the moment when the tank exploded. Creating a massive fireball. Fortunately, the area had already been cleared by um, the authorities. Uh, the driver of the truck, Ron Daniel, survived the incident, but he was sent to a nearby hospital. First degree burns all over his body. He was wow. released that night, though. Uh, he stated that he had just picked up the propane tank, was stopping by the restaurant to grab a few whoppers, and he also said that his he truck- got him. His truck was a total loss, and he felt bad for causing damage to the Burger King. Preston, they say they found paper crowns three miles away. Wow. Uh, the fire department responded. And uh, was quickly able to put the fire out. The outside uh, and inside of the business sustained some damage. Uh, A Macon County jail inmate and a woman are facing felony drug charges after police say she sent him methamphetamine-soaked coloring book pages. Wow. That were then sold in strips to other inmates. That's kind of like... uh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. In Uh, the name of the father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right there. What they put? They laced it with acid? That's right. Yeah, they had a a jigsaw puzzle. Yeah. And they put acid on it. So I guess that's a standard sort of procedure. Well, they had never had this happen before. Inmate Damian O. McClure and Tammy L. Lee are facing preliminary charges of calculated criminal drug conspiracy. Uh, The warden said that uh, this is the first time correctional offices have come across a drug smuggling ploy using methamphetamine-laced paper, but they had been warned about it. On April 8th, McClure received a letter that contained a coloring book page. The contents of the letter were placed in a locker where a canine unit alerted the presence of narcotics. Correctional officers tore off pieces of the coloring book page, and they it tested positive for methamphetamine. A detective found phone calls between uh, McClure and Lee discussing the transactions and whether McClure had received her letter uh, McClure also told Lee to, quote, perfect the method before mm. he headed to the Illinois Department of Corrections so that he, could, trust make, the process. So he could make money while in prison. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, 38-year-old Thomas Vin Liu remains jailed on a $1,600 bond after police say he attacked a Mercedes with a scooter. <laughs> 
telling police that he struck it because, quote, it's a Nazi car and that, quote, people should buy American and then he pissed himself. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all in all, an interesting protest. Uh, police responded to... Uh, the pissing part wasn't planned. A disorderly person called late Sunday evening. That was improv. Witnesses reported seeing Thomas Lou strike a Mercedes with a scooter repeatedly. Uh, police made contact with Lou and uh, detained him in the patrol in a patrol care. Uh, Lou told police that he struck the Mercedes with a uh, scooter because, quote, it's a Nazi car and that people should buy American. He also told officers he had been drinking and they observed that he had urinated on himself and appeared to be in an altered state of mind. Yeah. Appearing stuporous, <laughs> remarking on military matters and celebrities during his time of custody. What celebrities did he talk about? I'm curious. You know what? They didn't go into detail, unfortunately. Uh, Lou was charged with vandalism. Uh, disorderly conduct and public intoxication. We'll do one more. He's the dude who beat the car to death and, and pissed, pissed himself. himself. <laughs> one last story, and we'll wrap it up. 23, 23-year-old woman uh, acu- who accused her boyfriend of cheating on her allegedly responded uh, by taking off all her clothes in the parking lot of a busy shopping center on Saturday. No pissing herself? No, she didn't do that. Uh, the woman was, quote, naked in public dancing, shouting, and... <laughs> And grabbing at a male. The crowd's around. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The incident also took place in a busy public area with constant vehicle and pedestrian traffic. According to the boyfriend, the woman took her clothing off as she accused the boyfriend of cheating. Uh, she made a statement saying that she took her clothes off because her boyfriend doesn't want her anymore. She's a hell of a performer. Don't you agree? <laughs> <laughs> the woman He's was pretty wild. The woman was arrested for investigation of disorderly conduct and lewdness involving a child. Who's lewd? Uh, no, lewd is, oh. Oh, is okay, the description yeah. of her activities. And there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre I, I think in, uh, um, narcotics and the, the, the power of drugs these days has led to more public nudity. Oh, yeah. I, I, it's an explosion of public nudity. It's We were talking about the Croydon people, right? Yeah, people walking around naked in Croydon. I never really got any follow-up. Nobody, nobody concurred that. We had more of a response to stank ape. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. we got lots of uh, North Wales stank ape. All right. <laughs> Uh, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a moment or two. We're going to have uh, Lewis Black on in a little bit, Vinny Brand as well. Stay with us. We'll return shortly. What's new? Glad you asked. Muse. Disturbed. More of everything that rocks. I'm 93.3 WNMR. I want to I talk about, uh, well, real quick, I need to mention this, because we, we made the announcement yesterday, <laughs> and it wasn't time to make the announcement yet. But today it is, I Bleed for Preston and Steve, Blood Drive is on, and you can now get signed up for it. So that's the information we imparted yesterday. If you tried to sign up yesterday and were denied, go back and try again today, because we are set to go for Saturday, June 15th. Headed back to the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks. All donors get the newest Preston and Steve t-shirt and this year's pint glass from Window Nation. And as an added incentive, we have hundreds of uh, randomly selected uh, donors receiving pairs of concert tickets uh, to one of these BB&T Center concerts. Smashing Pumpkins and Noel Gallagher uh, or Alice Cooper and Hailstorm. So we have your chance to win those while you're there. You don't need that, but you're going to, you know, you never know. You might get that just 
Listen. For the kindness out of your own, out of the kindness of your own heart. We love the chair. Obviously, this is a, something that means a lot. It's important to a lot of people. But this year, we've got a mission. So we want to have the largest blood drive in the country because apparently we, I think it was less than 20 pints by yep. that, that we missed it. Like We didn't even know. We never, we never urge, hey, we're going to break a record. This is going to be the biggest, blah, 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 blah. But you know what? Yeah, we're going to do that yeah. this year. I want, I want the biggest one because we came so close without even knowing it last year. And we can do this. Everybody can do this. And this will be a, a great feather in the cap for, for the Delaware Valley, for Philadelphia, for this entire region. And uh, obviously, it's needed as well for the American Red Cross. So It's you, a win-win. Yeah, if you can go ahead and sign up. And, and we've got it down to a science to hopefully... Uh, make it as convenient as possible for you. And we're all there, and we'd, we'd love for you to be a part of it. So Saturday, June 15th, and you can go to WMMR.com to get the information. And, of course, you can get in touch with uh, the Red Cross to get signed up. And I believe I don't have it here, but it's usually 1-800-RED-CROSS. It doesn't say it on here. Uh, but uh, please just go to our website at com or WMMR.com and sign up. Ready? June 15th. We would like to see you there. All right. I'd like to talk about uh, our mental health for a moment. Really? Yes, I would. Our current status or just in general? Just in general. No, uh, Americans are some of the most stressed out people in the world, according to Gallup's Gallup's annual Global Emotions Report. Gallup's Global Emotion Report? Yes. For the report, they uh, they pulled about 1,000 adults in countries around the world last year about the emotions they'd experienced the day before the survey. Huh. Negative emotions and experiences like stress, anger, worry, sadness, and physical pain were common around the world, uh, tying 2017's record-setting levels. Now, in the U.S., 55% of respondents told Gallup that they felt a lot of stress the day before. Well above the uh, global average of 35%. Do you keep track of how the global <laughs> emotional status is before you judge what your mood's going to be? No, I probably, I wonder if you that's probably should. information <laughs> worth Does knowing. Does it say why, though? Like, I'm uh, wondering, yeah, yeah. does it have to do with work? It has to do with a little bit of everything. So Hard-boiled eggs. Yeah, Kathy, it says that, wait, no, hard-boiled eggs are good. Oh, yeah. uh, prior studies and polls have found that finances, mm. health, and health care... Yeah. And politics and current events are the leading stressors oh, for Americans. I was going to say work because, you know, Americans work more and don't take as much vacation as, say, Europeans. So I, that's what I was thinking the reason was. No, nah, it's more, you know, your money. I guess that could maybe that fall could fall into work. It, not, yeah. not the stress of the actual job you're doing, but whether or not you're making enough money and what mm-hmm. you're doing. Uh, health and health care. I could see that. Everybody's got somebody Listen, that's concerned yeah, about including sure, themselves. Sure. And uh, politics and current events. As well, are that the that doesn't stress me out. That doesn't politics. Yeah, but you don't really pay, you don't pay attention to it that much. Get out of here! <laughs> that's what I mean. Hey, and that's that part of that is that stresses me out too. And I I've decided, yeah, I've decided to make a concerted effort to avoid it even more. Wait, does it stress you out because it, like the other side annoys you, or because what's happening in our country? Uh, both, probably. Okay, yeah, and and. Uh, that now the current events thing I can't get away from because we're it's what we do it's what we do it's at least we you know pay attention to it so we find something that we feel is worth talking about we bring it up but we make a concerted effort to not bring politics into the show because and, it's it's an adjutant it's divisive um, and, and it does nothing but get me mad and yeah. also we're too 
well-informed, and we don't want that to come across, that we're being pompous about our vast command of all matters. I've started to take stock in my responsibility as, uh, you know, as a voter, as a U.S. citizen, and, and I do need to know what the issues are on occasion, uh, and I don't need to know all of it, every little minutiae of it. And I've decided that when that starts making, it's counterproductive. It's making me stressed, and I I don't need that. So I'm starting to avoid that when possible. I've reached critical mass with mm-hmm. a lot of this. I, I've been immersed in it tremendously. Now I never let it. I've always been of a mind that I I welcome and embrace all points of view. It's not particularly in vogue in a lot of corners of the uh, of mm-hmm. the world these days to celebrate other people's opinions. But I I've have felt myself recently getting to the point like I'm spending too much time in the world of politics. Listen, there's current affairs, but I also need to know what 2 changes is up to. Yeah. And so that's, uh, there's, there's only so much time in the day. I mean, when Kylie, you know, buys uh, Travis Scott a Lamborghini... I need to know, know about that and, and know th- know what I'm talking about. Gallup's research found that lower-income Americans tended to report more stress, as did those who disapprove of Donald Trump. Uh, many of the countries experiencing roughly as much stress as the U.S. were actually embroiled in political turmoil of some kind, whether humanitarian, economic, or security-related. Uh, Greece and the Philippines and Tanzania uh, were the only countries with stress rates higher than the U.S., mm. Albania, Iran, uh, and Sri Lanka were tied with the U.S., by the way. Um, so we're up near the top, you know. I was um, at a store not too long ago, and, and the sales guy was uh, not from this country. Yeah. And he had uh, come over here uh, because of his boyfriend. And so he was living in France, and he hated it here. Uh, it, it's, it's not that he hated the people. Uh, he hated the, like... Fast paced and and you oh, know yeah? and, and on the go everything is all okay. the time and 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 he was like feeling stressed about it and you know, it's funny because I only had I don't even know like a twenty minute interaction with this guy and uh, and you know clearly he, I, he was uh, so- I hope you said go back to where you come from and eat some snails <laughs> well no I didn't say it like that but I said you know what like <laughs> life's too short for you to feel this way go home exactly and, yeah yeah, yeah. I, listen. That's the God's honest truth. I remember, so my dad was having some issues that he was telling me about, and it's, it's a little too personal to get into now, but I'm like, Dad, I'm like, you're you're in the twilight of your life. My dad's 80 years yeah. old. I'm like, you do what you need to do to just be happy, and if you have the wherewithal to do it, then do it. And this is something that he could do in his life to make a change, to make things less stressful. And I'm like, you need to do it now. Do it. You're, and, and, and I said in so many words, you're running out of time, dude. Yeah. yeah. And why live your life this oh. way? I've been putting you know window I mean? cleaner in your food. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. <laughs> no, it was pine salt. Yeah. <laughs> my dad, uh, <laughs> my dad's doing something next week, and he asked me not to share it, but I'm going to share it uh, huh? after he does it. And it's it's one of those things. Press. Are you going to have a second, mom? <laughs> wow, no. that's great. Uh, no, oh, it's huh? not that. It's not a sex change. Uh, but you know what's funny, Steve, is that he said he he, he, he and I had uh, had coffee. Two or three weeks ago, and he said, "I'm going to tell you something. This is a secret. Oh boy, don't tell your mother." Oh, boy. it's a really, really cool thing. Okay. I'm, I'm really excited okay. for him. And once he does it, I'm going to let you guys know about it, and I'll, I'll let everybody. Has know. he ever been skydiving before? Or no, it's, Casey. It's not. It's not that. And I asked him after he told me this, uh, "Will you ever go skydiving?" And he said, 
I don't know about that one, but it's it's along those lines. It's, it's like a bucket, bucket list kind of I thing. I got yeah. it. That's awesome. And you didn't tell your mom? I did not tell my mom. No, and they're in Colorado right now, so they're not listening. Okay, see, in our family, whenever somebody says don't tell someone, like, give it 30 minutes, they'll know. <laughs> well, well so when, you have to specify, when you, uh, hey, keep this a secret. And I go, okay, hang on a second. What kind of secret? Is this like a secret that I can't tell my wife? Because uh, right? you know, no. the, the, the spouse, you know, it's like, no, 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 obviously. Even if you say that, yeah. no one my family cares. <laughs> no kidding, really? No, oh, that's no whenever the secret telling thing is, I always consider, well, they're going to tell so-and-so and so-and-so. Yes. Even if I say... Don't tell yeah, anybody. Yeah, yeah. And if you're prepared for it that way, it's cool. You if, know what I mean? If you tell I know me, you're going to tell your wife anything course. that I tell the you wife or your husband. husband there is, is like a, no yes. rule. Yeah. N- nothing. You know Just that. If, it's, if you don't want my wife to know and don't you're going to swear me. me to secrecy, do not tell me. Yeah. Because I'm going to tell her. Yeah, agreed. Uh, Unless so, it's about you banging my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the secret. Yeah. I've been nailing Claire. <laughs> really? Don't tell oh, anybody. Interesting. Don't tell your wife. I can get another action figure then. I'm glad you can see the positive yeah, in all this. Absolutely. Yeah, there's Getting always that big Batman statue I've wanted. Always a silver lining. Uh, some stress is normal, by the way, and even healthy, but chronic stress is connected uh, to a range of conditions, including mental health issues, cognitive changes, and chronic diseases. And uh, that makes widespread stress a public health issue as well. I think what worries me and stresses me out the most is is how quickly time has gone as I get older. Right, like so, because time's all relative, right? So ah, you're just a youngin. When I was a kid, I didn't have many years under my belt, so everything felt like it took forever. And now, after forty, it's like, oh well, that was pretty quick. You know what I mean? You know what though? But people are going to be less critical of you now when you piss in public. So there you go. <laughs> no more critical. No, hey. you're expected to. You're a doddering old fool. <laughs> Any of you guys ever been to a therapist? Besides, yes. Besides couples therapy, but I mean, yes. you know, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, you recommend it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. It depends. I mean, I, I, because to me, I, that when when there are times when I get in what I just call a funk, and it'll last a few days, I I do have the wherewithal to say to myself, look, dude, you're going to pull yourself out of this. These things are usually temporary. Don't worry about it. I don't wallow in it for a long amount of time. But there are days where I'm just like down. And what? And maybe I can't even put my finger on exactly what it is. And I'm like, well, maybe I should find somebody to talk to. <sighs> well, and then it goes away and then I don't care about it anymore. You know what I mean? It depends I, on the person, too. I saw you. I but told a you a while ago, I saw you going through stuff that I had been going through. And as a friend, I didn't say anything. No. <laughs> and uh, uh, but but because, you know, it's not my uh, you would work it out. However, I can tell you this. And I am the kind of person who I'll, I, I'll hold things close to the vest. But. Talking to a third party, or in this case, a second party, who's who's an objective person who can allow you to frame things in certain ways, yeah. made a big difference. I would do it, you know, once a year, maybe twice a year. Oh, really? Yeah. See, I thought once you do it, you need to be doing it every couple when of weeks. When you feel you need... Now, so, some people I know for, well, are, are quite often, and some people go once, twice a week, or whatever you need, yeah. I just go in and say... On a per need basis is when I would when I would use it, and it's just simply, uh, it's it, it only uh, everyone I know who's done it. Nick, maybe you know someone who's had a less than wonderful situation. I think it all depends on your on the therapist uh, benefits from it. But my fear is always walking in and going, okay, 
where the hell do I begin? I mean, you know, it, they'll well, kind of they're, they'll they're ask. professional. Yeah. Well, yeah. well you begin so. by swiping point. your credit card. All right. to, by the way, we got a, we got a break in like two minutes. So I'm okay. sorry. All right. No, go, go ahead. ahead. Thank you. I'm sorry. I've been in out of therapy my entire adult life since I in my early 20s, and uh, I will say this, Preston: dating is like uh, going to therapy. You, you you're not going to find the right therapist every time. You're not going to find mm. the right partner every time. Uh, but I will also say <laughs> that finding the right therapist is like finding the right physical therapist or, or the right trainer. You feel better about it after you've gone. When you walk out, it's like when you've walked out of the gym and you've gotten a good workout in. A, a therapist, a good therapist, is going to ask you questions that you're not going to ask yourself. And you're going to be in better mental health, just like you'll be in better physical health after you left the gym with a good trainer. Okay. And then also, like, you got to try and be as honest as possible with sure. said therapist. I wouldn't have a problem with that. A yeah. good therapist will allow you the comfortability when you start getting those questions directed at you, where and by the way, it's all about not asking questions, but but about allowing you to to, you know, pontificate and allow you to get to those those issues. You know, you think, oh man, I'm. Go-. I think some people become addicted to therapy, and that's I don't think that's good either. Yeah. But uh, I found, and I can you know I can recommend mine if you if you want to. But I think it's good. I think it's good to have someone mm. to talk to. And I I hated it. I, I went a few times. It never worked for me. I didn't like talking to somebody, and it just. It didn't help me. Mm. But I think maybe that I, I, was that person. I know, but I went to a number of... I tried. I tried different people. I, I didn't like... And I, I, I like that it works for some people, but for me, it just... I, I don't know why. It, I just was not Is it like a vulnerability thing? I, yeah. One lady I didn't like. The other... It just... The I don't know. It smelled funny. The other one had like a... Air blades or air wicks in their uh, thing. And Why am I in this lady's house? Yes. Get me out of here. Also, I couldn't get out fast enough. Our show is a bit of therapy every day, Preston. It is. You come in and you speak your mind, and if there's something bothering you, you vent and you have a microphone in front of your face. Not everybody has access to stuff like that. And, and I have peers who are going to talk to me about it and uh, phone calls of, of, yeah. of non, you know, people who don't personally know me to jump in and, and, and See, comment as well. I that was know. the thing for me, like... To talk to somebody that I knew was more helpful. Now, they're not uh, an expert. They're not a professional. So right. their advice is just, you know, like a friend's advice. That's yeah. it. But to me, I was more comfortable doing that than talking mm. to a stranger. Very interesting. Mm. Well, uh, apparently, we, we're a pretty stressed nation. So if you feel that way, you're not uh, you're not alone, clearly. And, uh, and try to do things that give you zen breaks during the yeah, day. I yeah. do that all the time. Yeah, most definitely. All right. Sorry, didn't mean to get heavy. You uh, did, though. We're, we're going to take a break, and, and we're going to come back, and we're going to talk to Anger himself. <laughs> yes. Uh, Lewis Black, <laughs> who will so be right on the program. So uh, maybe we'll bring that up with him. And uh, Vinny Brand, too. The, so there's a whole exchange exactly between too. him and Pete Davidson. He's pissed off as well. Yeah. Uh, so we'll get these guys on and uh, come back in a moment. Stay with us. Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. French Creek Outfitters in Phoenixville has everything you need for the great outdoors and beyond. All the big-name brands, they have them. Visit FrenchCreekOutfitters.com for additional info. French Creek Outfitters, why take a chance with anybody else? Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, Our next guest. Welcome. Going to be performing at the Borgata Music Box in AC October 11th and 12th. By the way, tickets are on sale today, and I'll tell you how to get those in just a moment. And we just had a lengthy discussion about <laughs> stress and anger in America and how we're one of the highest ranked in the world. And we have the guy who played anger <laughs> in Inside Out, uh, which is could be my all-time favorite animated movie. Uh, and we love his stand-up. He is such a great guy. Ladies and gentlemen, Lewis Black. Yeah. Is hey, Lewis. How you doing, man? I'm better every day. Every day just gets more wonderful, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. It just it's does. So, you know, it's so hard to be funny now. 
<laughs> There's really nothing to pick on. Oh, my God. That's brilliant. Seriously, everywhere I go, people are smiling ear to ear. <laughs> Let me ask you, uh, Lewis, because obviously you've had you've done a number of albums, you know, over the years and a lot of specials. And, and uh, in fact, you did one from the Borgata a few years ago. As you yeah. as you weave your way in and out of gleaning material, it seems to be not difficult for you. Um, do you do you ever find yourself in a situation? You know, I know you started as a, a as a playwright. Do you ever find yourself in a, in a fallow period where you're you're it's just not coming to you, or the environment is not yielding good opportunity? It was, uh, no, actually, every time I think that, you wake up and look at the front, you know, you start, <laughs> I start to feel like that, and then you wake up and you pick up the uh, paper, turn on the TV, or pick, look at the computer, or look at your phone, and go, oh, look. Here. <laughs> yep. There you go. You know, it, 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 seriously, if stupidity were oil, this country would be the wealthiest on the planet. <laughs> Uh, you know what? I love your style, Lewis. Uh, w- one of the things I love about it is, um, you know, your storytelling and and how your audience um, allows you to take the time to create the story to get to where the humor is. And that's kind of that's it's kind of hard to do. I would imagine these days, a lot of people are impatient and they want the punchline. They want it now. Uh, did it take you a while to to grow that relationship with your audience, or have they've always been kind of patient, allowing you to to get to the point of the story? No, they, uh, it's, it took a while, but then it took me a while to figure out how to present it in that fashion that they would trust me. And now, I mean, what amazes me is is that a lot of it is just being is learning to be comfortable up there, so that you know, so that they feel like you know I'm not going to take them take them into a cul-de-sac and beat them over. The head. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, that so, can really so, confuse them. Yes, <laughs> but it's, it's worked out. It's worked out pretty well. They, they, I mean, because I don't. Sit down and write my material. I do it in front of them. Oh wow! Well, you know. Let, so let me ask you. I'm doing some some research on you. Uh, so again, it's my understanding that you went to school to you know to become a playwright and 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 started doing some some plays and one act plays. And then before these plays, a lot of times you would you would sort of get up and warm up the audience or interact with the audience, and that was the genesis of your stand up career. Is that correct? Yeah, I did. Had a, I worked in a room actually that I now I lived near. I, I worked in New York City. And we had a a room downstairs at a restaurant run by a friend of ours, and uh, there was me and two friends, and we ran this thing. We did a bunch of plays there, and I basically was the host and would open for every play, and that's and so I got my first. Uh, I was I was cast in a Woody Allen movie because of that, and then uh, they picked up. They, they picked up on my comedy because of it, and uh, some things went from there. Yeah, it was, it was wild because I, I was looking, and, and I forgot you weren't Hannah and her uh, sisters, and you were also in Jacob's Ladder. Yeah, I've turned around whole movies. Whole movies have been pivotal <laughs> my, my minute and a half. <laughs> Lives are changed. Uh, let me tell you this. So there's a movie that I think has reached a bit of cult status, and I don't know. The movie Accepted with uh, Justin Long yeah. and Jonah Hill. And do you find there's there's a bit of cult recognition for this movie? I happen to love it. I think it's in the grand tradition of, of like, you know, 80s comedies and one of the, the better, you know, school, college comedies. Do you get a lot of re- recognition off that? Do you have a fan base off that? I do. I mean, I had a huge... Uh, reaction to that because of, uh, you know, a lot of what I got to say in that movie and the character I got to play was, I was lucky enough to be able to do it. And they picked, you know, I didn't have to audition. And, uh, and, 
mean, it was it was good because it wasn't like, you know, they didn't dwell on, you know, they, they just kind of, that movie just kept going. It was really quickly paced. It was 89 minutes long. So by the time you hated it, it was two days later. <laughs> <laughs> You're already out of town. Uh, you know, it's, it's cool. I mean, I mean people, people actually didn't, they didn't know I was a stand-up. I've had people who kind of come up to me and go, "You're that guy, that guy," and I go, "Well, yeah, I'm that." And then they, and then I, I say, "I do comedy," and they go, "No, no, accept it." Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's funny because it's clearly you know a lot of the stuff that that your uh, your material was you know permeating you know the, the the script there, and your character was your character. Um, I wanted to ask you. So you've been with the Daily Show. You go back all the way to, to Craig Kilborn, correct? No, oh, yeah, I go back. I was the first. Um, I was in the first year. I was in the first two weeks that the show was on. Right. So we uh, we had uh, him in a while ago. It was, you know, we were sort of reputation of you know that could be difficult to work with. He was he was a nice. He was a pretty nice guy in here. Do you, what was your recollections of, of of the beginning days of the Daily Show and getting that up and running? And and now you're still doing it. What what's your take on well, it overall? Well, I mean, I don't. He was fine. I mean, he. Uh, it was like not. I mean, he was reading the cards. Oh, oh okay. Like, it was not, he was not, I mean, he came over from sports. It was yeah. that kind of the look, and it was, that was kind of what they were shooting for. And they were, it was, you know, essentially that first couple of years, they were trying to figure out what they were. Yeah. And, um, but for me, it was great because uh, initially I just uh, sat there and uh, I improv. We had no audience, and I would just improv my stuff behind a desk. With people walking behind me, a fake <laughs> newsroom. Wow! And then it evolved into Back in Black over a couple of years. Mm. When, when did when did you know? When did you have a sense that 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 that, that whole persona that 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 you had arrived and that you were getting recognition and this this had teeth that people were responding? Um, probably when it just started to be like you know between the Daily Show and I was doing a lot of Conans and then uh, um, and then uh, Comedy Central kind of made me. Me and David Tell, they made us kind of the face of the network for a while. We did a lot of work interstitially, and, right. and we hosted shows. And then I got this, uh, uh, in 2000, I got a you know the American Comedy Award for stand-up, and that was really when I went, oh, wow, somebody, whew, that shocked me. And you also, you won a Grammy for the, the, Con- the Carnegie um, uh, uh, yeah. uh, uh, performance at, at Carnegie Hall, yeah. and we've always heard... Yeah. There, there is obviously the legend and the lore and the whole thing. Uh, it's, it's the special is hilarious. It's great. Obviously, it's an award-winning special. But uh, did, did you feel a, a a particular weight to playing Carnegie Hall, or or was there uh, was it just another? I mean, the only thing that I felt there was is that they they were pretty mean about stuff. Really? Yeah, it's unbelievable. Backstage, we wanted to take a picture with my parents, and they said you can't do that. <laughs> what? Um, yeah, I wanted to do, uh, I forget what we call the thing. It was the Carnegie Hall performance. We wanted to take a picture of me in front of the uh, Carnegie Hall. They were going to charge us a, a, bunch, a bunch of money for that. I mean, it was unbelievable, everything. Wow. And it was the most amount of people uh, that ever complained about sound. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow, man. So, you know, so it was great. It yeah. was really kind of great, and it was... A lot of fun to do, and I think uh, I think that the, 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 it came out really well. But you know, <laughs> hey, 
<laughs> Louis, I have to ask. You know, I had mentioned uh, anger uh, in uh, uh, Inside mm-hmm. Out, and and you have you have such a distinctive voice. You have a very gravelly sounding voice, and when I hear someone like yourself in that character, really getting to the height of it, and in your your stand up routine as well, when you hit those really passionate moments, yeah. uh, when when I hear someone like you, or maybe like a Harvey Firestein. <laughs> It sounds like it hurts. Does that ever hurt when you're really getting up there? No, because you uh, learn how to do it. Okay. What, what you hear now in my voice is, here's what you're hearing now is the sound of spring. Ah. <laughs> just the sound of spring. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, yeah. It's so irritating. People come up, are you sick? No, they're flowers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they totally misunderstand. Oh, Pollen's well, you... freaking everywhere around here right now, yeah. Do you, do you I suffer? Know. I wish they would come up with a bee that I could shove in my nose and get the pollen. <laughs> <laughs> You've done a lot of voice work, though. You've done a lot of, of, of cartoon voiceover work. Do you, do you enjoy doing that? Yeah, it's great. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a lot of fun. I mean, the great thing is, is that, you know, I, I don't think I'm as... I think I'm a, I think I'm an okay actor. I think though as a, a voice person, I'm really good because the uh, especially with like Inside Out, the uh, you know those Pixar artists really provide a uh, a character a physicalization, you know, in terms of animation that is so spectacular that you know you can't. Yeah, I, I couldn't top it if if I was having to do that for real. You know, it's funny because the way you know you you come through the character in uh, Inside Out, and and uh, you know you you can sense you. But I I was reading someone someone described you, and know, I, I think it's actually sort of a compliment. You're you're sort of a a human Don Martin character, you know, from Mad Magazine. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, of a classic, uh, you know, illustrator. That's that's a pretty cool compliment. Yeah. No, that's a great compliment. Yeah. Hey, Lewis, question. Have you ever played the uh, the Stress Factory in Connecticut, Vinnie Brand's uh, comedy club? Not the one in Connecticut. I played the one in uh, New Brunswick. I've tried to play the one in Connecticut. We tried to set it up, and uh, my agent screwed it up. Oh, hang well, on. Uh, Vinnie, you want to say anything to Lewis since you're on the phone here? Hi, uh, Lewis Black. You know I love you. That is one of the classiest, funniest guys in the business. And if you're anywhere near the Borgata, you really need to go see that show. All right. Lewis, how are you, friend? I'm good. How are you doing, Vinny? It's Vinny. Vinny's our next guest, and I saw here, it just says on my text, it says, I love Lewis Black, <laughs> Vinny Brand. So I figured I'd bring him in real Vinny, quick before we wrap it up. I love playing. Vinny's club in uh, New Brunswick was one of the, was really uh, the time, the energy, the effort he put into creating a really great room was was something to behold. It took somebody with a lot of patience. The fact that he didn't, you know, just, you know, stand around blowing things up. <laughs> yeah. Well, I figured I'd bring him on real quick, but Lewis, we know you got to go. But I want to um, tell people that the Jokes on Us tour is at the Borgata Music Box. That'll be October 11th and 12th. And you can get tickets through your website, lewisblack.com, right? Yes. Excellent. Okay. Well, listen, great to talk to you and uh, enjoy, you know, the summer. And uh, and we'll see you when you uh, make it into AC in October, all right? Well, thanks very much. And, hey, Vinny, take care. And thanks a lot. And uh, I'll... I hope I'll see you soon, and uh, thanks, everybody. All right. All right. You're, you're awesome. Lewis Black, yeah. guys. I think I throw Vinny in there real quick. So. Vinny Brand, how you doing, man? <laughs> uh, you know, I'm doing great. I just want to say one thing about Lewis because it's important, right? Yeah. So Lewis, Lewis is a theater actor. He's a fantastic comic superstar. He plays at State Theater in New Brunswick, and every time he does it, he goes on stage in front of a packed house and says, hey, you got to go support this local club. I love this guy. He is such a class act, and he is so 
funny. That guy's one of the best ever. He's Agreed. great. I mean, he's he he's yeah. got the gift, and and uh, yeah, it's it's the real deal. And I I love that when they when when they um you know remember um to support other comedians and other comedy clubs and things of that nature it means a lot. Yep. Yep. He, All right. He's a great dude. So, Vinny, let's let's talk about this uh, this whole story that's in. Thanks for coming on today. We appreciate it. It's, it hit TMZ, and, and Pete Davidson was booked to play your club. Uh, he was going to come out. I'm, I'm going to play the audio uh, for people who haven't heard it yet of, of Pete, and then we're, we're going to go to you, and we're going to hear the story. But uh, Pete Davidson was supposed to do a show, and instead of coming out and doing the show, he made an Instagram video um, saying why he was not going to be performing yeah. uh, on stage. I'm going to play this, and we're going to talk to you about it, Vinny. So here's here's uh, Pete. Hey, guys in Connecticut. I'm sorry that we had to leave the show before I got to go on. Uh, the owner, Vinny Brand, uh, disrespected me and uh, did something that I told him not to do, and uh, I can't you know, perform under those circumstances. However, everybody who got uh, tickets to that show, I am doing a free show for you guys. We'll figure out where it's going to be in the next week. And we'll get it all sorted out. Sorry again. This is not your fault. All right. So what what all went on, man? Because we're we're a little confused by the whole thing. Okay. Okay. So you know, listen. First of all, I want to say this right up front. I, I love Pete Davidson, and this whole thing would have been under the rug if he didn't do the Instagram video. I would have never said a word about it. Uh, they asked me before the show to make sure that the audience understood certain rules before the show began. Yeah, they were the cell phones, not just down, but put away. Okay. Yeah. Couldn't have a cell phone on a table. You know, and the rules are very specific. And I love Pete. I've known Pete a long time. I want the night to go perfect. It's a brand new club. He sold it out. It's all going to be good. So, you know, I went to the green room, said hi to Pete. I, he told me who to bring up first. And that's it. I don't talk, talk any more to Pete about anything. Right. So then what happens, what happens is, He's got a security team. They told me during the day that one of the sensitivities that Pete has is he doesn't want to hear about Ariana Grande or Kate Beckinsale. Right. So, you know, they say, listen, if anyone yells out during the show, Pete will handle that. But if they yell this out, they're going to get ejected immediately. So right before I'm about to get brought on, yep. I, I only said hi to Pete for two minutes in the green room. It was all good. It was light. I'm like, thank you so much for coming in. It really means a lot to me. And before I'm about to go on, I'm talking, they're introducing me. I say to the security guy, okay, I'm going to lay down the law. I'm going to say no cell phones, no calling out. And then I'm going to specifically say, don't yell Ariana Grande or Kate Beckinsale. Oh, you'll be removed. It's a one and done situation. It's a warning for the audience. That makes total sense. Yes. Right. And he said to me, yes, perfect. Say that exactly. Okay. Well, there you go. So you go out, you do it. And, uh, you're, you know, you're doing – it's your club. You you know, you're, you're – you, and you're – as every comedian – and by the way, your clubs are known for being places where comedians like Chris Rock and heavy hitters come in to try out material. You understand the business. You understand what they want. You know how to set a room. So you go up and do that, and then what happens? And then so, you know, I go up and do it. I, I actually walk off stage in the same security guy that I said, that's how you – Lay down the law. I was just kidding around, like being cocky. That's how you lay down the law. Right. And he goes, yeah, great job. Now, I don't go back into the green room because Pete's hanging in there. It's not really, you know, I don't want to infringe, right? Yeah. So Pete's in the green room. I'm out front. That same security guy goes, like, hey, man, Pete's leaving. He's not doing the show. He's upset. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he goes, yeah, he's upset you mentioned Ariana Grande. And I go, hey, 
you told me to say that. He goes, listen, you, you better go talk to him. So I go out into the alleyway behind the club. He's getting in his car. I go, Pete, what's going on? I didn't. He's going, man, you humiliated me. I go, Pete, I would never hurt you. And listen, for the record, I would never hurt Pete Davidson. He's a great guy. Yeah. He's a talent. He's a, I, just not something I do. Right. So, so he's getting in the car, and the security guard's there. And I go, dude, you told me to say that. And he goes, I didn't effing tell you that. And he steps out there. You're going to beat me up. I go, dude, don't hit me. And the other security guard who was there saw the whole thing go down, steps in between us. And I said, you heard that. You heard him tell me that. Straighten this out. Don't let this go down. Right. And the guy goes, the guy goes I don't want to get involved. Oh, man. Right. right. But that tells you, you know, listen, I don't want to get involved, says, I heard it, but I ain't losing my job. Uh-huh. Okay. No, no. And, 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 like, and yeah. to the point, you know, going, uh, Nick was going back through some of, you know, the, the, your, your your tweets and stuff. There's all sorts of, of kind words about Pete Davidson and, and obviously pictures and stuff about, you know, you guys together. So um, so this had to feel to you like a bit of a sucker punch. This is, it really was. And I, I said to Pete, like, Pete, please don't do this. It's a brand new club. We're friends forever. I would never hurt you or disrespect you. And he goes, I said, to, if this guy tells you he said it, will you go do the show? And he goes, yeah. And I looked at the driver and go, dude, don't let this go down. Yeah. And the driver wouldn't say a word. So be- and again, that's how guilty people act. Okay, you know you did it. You don't want to deny it again. You can't sit there quietly. Pete looked at me because I hope you learned your lesson and he drove away. Oh, wow. So, Vinny, wow. I, was, I was scrolling through your Instagram account this morning and uh, got to one in 2016 where Pete was on stage and you complimented him. You said he owns the stage. Uh, clearly, you're, you're supportive of comedy and comedians in general. Why do you think he acted this way? Is he just overly sensitive? I, I think he, I think that Pete's rule is don't mention that by name. Yep. I think the security guard, here's the thing, there's a, there's a chief security guard that I talked to during the day. He said, listen, I'm not going to be there, but my guy will be there. And I think if Pete's main security guy was there, he would have said to me, no, 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 don't even say the name. And listen, in my right. head, in my head, the way people are, the odds of someone going <laughs> during the show are very, very high yeah. if I don't lay down the law. Right. So, you know, Pete went on and said, I, I, or Pete said I made a joke about it, and people are saying, in the, you know, I made a joke. I made no joke. It's not what I do. I don't dish on celebrities. I, it's just not my act. I mean, I dish on my family. Ask them. <laughs> we know for a fact that you do. Well, you, you wouldn't yeah, have exactly. you wouldn't have a, a a long career like you have. You wouldn't have a successful club that that successful comedians come to all the time if that's how you treated people. And uh, you know, unfortunately, people you know mistook your tone as sarcasm. And uh, you know, I don't know where that comes from. Let me tell you something. Nobody in that room mistook it for sarcasm. Yeah. Nobody. Okay, that's that's a fabricated spin. The people in that room that were actually in the room supported me 100%. There are people on Instagram saying, oh, he was sarcastic. I looked them up. They live in California. They live in Chicago. They're trolls. Okay? You weren't in the room. I said to one lady, hey, give me your name. I'll look your ticket up. Guy looked her up. She lives in Culver City, California. Okay? She's a a hanger on her, and she wants to be relevant, so she's chiming in. If you look at the people that were in the room that commented, 
they'll tell you there was no mistaking my tone. None. Uh, yeah, I, I know what this is. This this happens all the time. It's it's information that is passed down. Pete passed it from him to a security guard. The security guard then passed it to you. Uh-uh. There's a translation miscommunication that always happens when it's not going from source to source. If there's one, even one person in between, these little things can happen. And then it, then somebody's imagination goes crazy. And then you disrespected me. Yeah. I guarantee you, if if you were standing there with him or or had, had been able to talk to him earlier, unless, unless he's flat out, just in a bad place and deranged, it would have turned out differently. But yeah, you're, if you, you're right. if you would have said, "Listen, I'm going to tell everybody, don't say Ariana and don't say Kate," he w- he would have said, "No, don't do that." Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's and then absolutely. So there you go. So is there any absolutely. is there any chance of repairing this relationship? I hope so because I tell you, I've said to everybody, like there are people on my Instagram saying, you know, f that guy, he's a this, he's a that, and I tell them, don't say that. Okay. Things happen in our business. It's, it's a public business. There's no need for that. Pete's a great guy. He's a funny guy. And listen, even if Pete never wants to repair the relationship, I'm not going to say bad stuff about Pete Davidson because I, I don't feel that way. If he wants to say bad stuff about me, if he wants to say that I disrespected him, it, it's not my perspective, but I would never Bad mouth, Pete Davidson. I, and- I I think also, Vinny, the fact that you know he obviously he's got a, a fair amount of followers, so he he throws this up on social media, and um, you're you're not now. TMZ did run your response, um, you know, uh, from the stage, and you can see the people in the audience are sort of cheering you on. They agree with you, the people who are in attendance. Um, so that that gives uh, stock to uh, and credibility to what you're saying, but it, it does put you in a, in a weird way. If you have the, you know, you obviously have a friendship going back. This might have warranted. If, so he leaves. This might have warranted, you know, a day or two later calling and saying, "Listen, I want to talk about what happened, yeah. and uh, let's do it." But you don't do that in a public forum. Yeah, absolutely. Can I tell you something funny? There's, there's no there's no video footage of me making the announcement because I did my job right. The first thing I did was tell you, put your phone away. Right. I wish I didn't do my job so well. <laughs> and then I'd be able to play someone's video and say, hey, Pete, there's no joke here. I didn't do anything wrong. And, you know, but I did my job right. And if, if Pete called me tomorrow, I'd welcome it back with open arms, even though, and, and if he didn't go on Instagram, I would not have responded yeah. to anything. Yeah. Because, you know, but you're calling me out on Instagram saying I disrespected you. Listen, I have long relationships with comics because I don't do that. Yeah. Okay. I agree. Never. You can't find me dishing on Kathy Griffin, Roseanne Barr, Louis C.K., none of them because I don't do that. It's not my, not my gig. So uh, anyway, yeah. no, no, I appreciate uh, it. And you, the, the, the bash came through when we saw it. I'm like, I'm sitting there. I never watch T- TMZ the show. I'm, I'm always on TMZ just checking out stuff because there's a lot of the stuff that we we talk about and report on. But um, <laughs> I'm like, it's Vinnie Brand. What the, what the hell is this about? And uh, <laughs> and so I said, I called Casey and uh, said, yeah, we need, we need to talk to Vinnie about this because yeah, yeah, man. And you, even in the video, you're pointing around the room saying, "You see those names, Chris Rock, all these people. They come to this club to try out material because this is a welcoming place for comedians." Yeah, we we always we protect the comedians. I I've, I've been telling people to put cell phones away for twenty years, yeah. twenty five years. You know, we we police our room very well. No one's allowed to get out. No one's allowed to, to make a jackass of time. And you know, it, it, it's that environment that makes comedy great. So we're really serious about it. And I mean, you know, when, when people follow our rules, 
that's why the club is fun. It's why the comics have great sets. So I mean, to, to suggest that in a brand new room, I would go up and try and crack wise. Yeah. I, when I when I clearly am thrilled, it's a Monday night, nine forty-five, and I've got a superstar in the room, and the room is full. Yeah. Right. I mean. Come on, do you really think I'm going to go jeopardize that? <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and and not that like you're you're looking for you know to, to create sides here, but uh, have you heard from any uh, other comedians that that are supporting you here? Yeah, yeah, actually quite a few, and uh, I, I'm not going to name names because I don't want anyone to have to get in a tiff. But a couple of really big stars, like really big stars, reached out to me and said, "Hey, listen, take the high road. Be good. Be be who you are." Yeah. And there's one guy in particular, I, I, I told him back, he's a classiest guy in the business. He's a monster star. He reached out to me immediately. I'm not going to say who, because I love the guy, and I'm not going to put him in the middle. But, yeah, I've had a lot of people reach out and say, listen, Vinny, we know that you wouldn't have done that. Can it, may, uh, may I guess, does this gentleman have a large shock of red hair and works primarily with props? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I'm going to tell you what it is. Because he reached out by a Ouija board. It was Robin Williams. Oh, <laughs> Rob, God bless so that cool. man. He just ever. keeps giving. Right. Biggest name ever. <laughs> I, thought, I thought perhaps when you answered the phone, it was going to say, you have a call from Phoenix Correctional Facility in Montgomery County. Yeah, Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby. <laughs> well, dude, it's, it's uh, you know, we, 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 we know you. We know the way you are. And, yeah, and it's clear yeah. you have a friendship with, with, uh, with Pete. And we've always actually wanted to have him on the show. Uh, but you know, listen. I, 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 it sounds like it'll work out because I've seen him kind of make mistakes. He did one, and, and he, he did a mea culpa on SNL on Weekend Update, and so uh, hopefully that'll be the case. Hopefully you guys can work it out because it's clear there's a friendship there. I would love it. I would love it if he called me because I'll tell you right now, if he came back to that club, I said it uh, a couple times. If he wants to come back and do it. I, I won't even charge people for the food and beverage. He wants to do the show for free. I'll do the food and beverage for free. Wow. Let people come in and see what they're really all about because he really is a good guy. And uh, I hope he somehow hears this and uh, and decides to call me because it would be best for him, best for me, and certainly best for the people in that room. Mm-hmm. Listen, I, you know, I, there's no small part of me that felt terrible for those people in that room. Monday night. Yeah, it's a commitment to, to get out at ten o'clock at night. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, you know, well, so, uh, well, I mean, we we know, and it's, it's clear that's the case. And hopefully, I don't know, we'll 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 tweet at him or do whatever we have to do and see if there's any way we, it gets on the radar. You never know how these things work, but it's uh, but you're on record, and uh, it, it's cool that you came on today with us. Hey, man, I appreciate it very much. You're more than enough. So uh, you guys are great. I love you guys. All right, buddy. Well, hopefully, we'll see you in Philly soon. All right, Vinny. All right, man. Sounds good, guys. All right, take care. Vinny Brand. Yay. Yeah. He's a good guy. He is a good guy. Uh, and I, I love this text somebody sent. It said, comedy is not an exact science. Social media thinks that it is. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's and, very and people true. people comment on uh, comedy regularly. But, nah, I got to, you know what? I think, um, I, I mean, I, and some texter, uh, texters are, they're beating up on Pete pretty hard. But some one of, them, one of the texts rang true is like, is he... Do you think that Pete is is buying his own BS? Meaning, yeah. is he getting too big for his britches? You know what I mean. I, I've seen. Listen, I've seen him uh, again do the um, the mea culpa when he realized he was wrong, and maybe this is a case, as you said. Sometimes when there's a, a game of 
uh, whisper down the lane going on, and then stories get changed and contorted, and and, uh, people become entrenched, uh, this can be an issue. So we'll see how it happens. Now, it sucks when you say something that was interpreted incorrectly, and you're like, no! No, 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 I didn't, no, I wasn't, like, I was saying the opposite of yeah, that. Like, of course, but, yeah. but now you're already, now you're off and running. Yeah. yeah. The race has begun. You know what can heal everything? A good chicken. <laughs> yeah. Gene Simmons chicken is the latest Preston and Steve Daily Rush video, and uh, the description says he loves his little chicken so much. <laughs> I love every one of them. Yes. So, uh, you can but- now, st- what? I found a new friend. You have E.T. <laughs> who sort of looks like a chicken. I would imagine that a chicken, a really? Bit, a okay. turtle and a chicken. Yeah, a turtle maybe. Okay. Yeah. So uh, maybe we'll see that video down the road a little bit because uh, Gene and, and E.T. yesterday was just killing me. Uh, so Gene Simmons Chicken is the latest Preston and Steve Daily Rush, and that is sponsored by Punchline uh, Philly Comedy Club and Restaurant and Bar. So check that out if you get a chance. And also... Uh, a few more minutes left to text him for a secret text word today. Oh. Uh, yeah, the Outlaw Music Fest is coming to the man, and it's not till September 13th, but tickets go on sale this Friday at Ticketmaster.com. So text the word secret to 39333. Let's see if you win. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. Bizarre file stories are on the way, so stay with us. You know that yearly family picnic, the one where everybody shows up to hang outside, enjoy good food, great friends, and plenty of cold beer. And while it might be fun to watch Uncle Joe do a keg stand, MMR's Family Picnic has a kick-ass rock bands providing the entertainment. Shine down. Cause it's about to get heavy. Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. The Struts. And Evanescence. Plus G8 performances from Fozzie, Bad Wolves, The Glorious Sun, and Sirafo. Bud Light presents MMRQ 2019. Saturday, May 18th. BBT Pavilion. WMMR.com for details on $25 lawn tickets. Hit up the rock shop for this year's MMRBQ t shirt presale. Order now in time for the show. 933 WMMR. Everything that rocks. All right, let's take another run at this. B-File time. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. And it is brought to you by Drexel's LeBeau Online MBA. Drexel's LeBeau Online MBA's uh, design for the future of business. Visit drexel.edu slash online MBA to learn more. I'm going to start with a couple of... um, Wrong identities or Whoa. assumed identities. All right, so we'll start with this: a Florida man uh, thrown out of was uh, thrown out of a Tampa area library for being drunk, and was arrested after telling police his name was Jason Bourne. Uh. <laughs> Jason Bourne, the fictional character. That's the one he see claims to be him. Well, I'm the Great Gatsby. Pleased uh, to meet you. Police were called to the public library because the man was causing a disturbance. Jonathan William Chapman. Uh, was under the influence of alcohol and refused to leave the library despite, mul- despite multiple requests from library staff that he go. I'm going to remain because I'm Severus Snape. <laughs> the police arrived and Chapman gave him the name of Jason Bourne. Wow, man, you don't want to screw with that guy. Yeah, once police figured out Chapman's actual identity, the 45-year-old man was taken into custody on a first-degree misdemeanor charge of resisting an officer without violence. Florida man! 
Florida man. I never realized Jason Bourne was from Florida. No, he's from he's from FLA. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Wow. Uh, be careful who you believe is a real celebrity now, a con artist posing as Jason Statham. Oh, <laughs> cheating for Jasons. Cheated a uh, British woman out of hundreds of thousands of dollars. Oh man, one of these. So BBC News reports the unidentified victim said she thought the star had contacted her directly while she was on a Facebook fan page. The imposter sent the woman hundreds of messages on WhatsApp and convinced her that he was in love with her. Come on. In real life, the actor is married to supermodel Rosie Huntington Whitley. Have you ever seen her? Uh, No, but I can imagine. Staggering. She's got to be, right? Uh, the imposter then told his victim that he was facing financial difficulties and basically tricked the woman into giving him hundreds of thousands of dollars to Jason Statham. So I don't Come care. On. Do, do you surrender all perception of reality when you reach that level of fandom? I think you got to be a pretty sad individual, yeah. unfortunately, you know. Yeah, um, but he's kind of at a level. I don't know what this lady looks like, but he's not. You know, uh, Bradley Cooper. But he's still yeah, a heartthrob. He's, a, he's, he's a good-looking no, 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 dude. He's in great shape. I'm yeah. not saying he's not good-looking. He was saying, in Meg. <laughs> he was in the Meg. I'm just saying he's a few steps below Bradley Cooper, not in the looks department, but in the fame department, right? Yeah. yeah. I Maybe. Don't I don't know. Uh, the scam, He's the transporter. The scam is uh, being investigated by the Greater Manchester Police. For centuries, humans have been searching for the Yeti. And now, in an unceremonious tweet, the Indian Army is claiming to have found evidence of the mythical Himalayan monster. Oh, my God. In the Himalayas? Uh, Yeah. On Tuesday, the official uh, verified Twitter account of the Indian Army's additional Directorate General of Public Information tweeted a picture of what it claimed were Yeti tracks in the snow. All right, you got me. Let's take a <laughs> selfie. Let's get this done. And the post read, For the first time, an Indian Army mountaineering expedition team has sighted the mysterious footprints of mythical beast Yeti. Uh, and it was accompanied by three pictures of footprints and a group photo that appeared to be of the expedition group. Are you the Yeti? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the prints allegedly measured 32 inches by 15 inches. Wow. That's a big foot. Wow. And were spotted close to uh, Makalu Base Camp, an isolated mountainous area between Nepal and Tibet. Uh, this elusive snowman has only been sighted at Makalu Barun National Park in the past, the Post claimed. Unsurprisingly, the tweet prompted a flurry of incredulous responses on social media. Why do people just automatically not believe that someone has met a Yeti? With uh, many rebuking the Indian military for propagating theories previously debunked by science. It, it does tend to rob a military of yeah, its, um, its validity when they start reporting on yeah. finding a Bigfoot. A Yeti. Uh, a new luxury condo development in Vancouver, Canada, is hoping to lure in some millennials to buy its expensive condos. One bedroom starts at just under $300,000. Hi, I'm a Yeti, and I want you to really consider this place for your family. Well, now they have the promise of free avocado toast for a year. That comes along with this. <laughs> is that a selling point? Toast mentioned this morning. That's the, they're trying to draw on the millennials. 
Uh, the Kira part of Woodbridge Homes notes that it is close to daily conveniences like wow. transit, shopping, parks, and restaurants. And if you buy one of the condos, which boasts spacious modern interiors designed to maximize the natural sunlight flowing into each home. That's exactly the way the real estate people write that stuff. You'll also get the free avocado toast or any other comparable breakfast option for a year from a local restaurant. If you lived here, you'd be eating avocado toast now. Mm-hmm. And then one more story, uh, and it has a happy ending, but it's uh, pretty scary. A father in Australia fought off several dingoes <sighs> after his toddler son was locked in the jaws and dragged by one of the wild dogs. This is a few weeks ago. Uh, the 14-month-old was dragged by the back of his neck and suffered a fractured skull and deep cuts on his head from the attack. That's horrible. Uh, the family was asleep in their camper van when a dingo entered somehow or another and grabbed the child. His parents... <laughs> Oh my god. That thing goes from my baby. Okay, we're on a loop now. That's a good song. <laughs> we mean Dan we what is it, Men Down Under? Yeah. Uh, no. Men at work. Men at work. Yeah. Uh his parents woke up when they uh when they heard the child screaming. Oh, the and the song. <laughs> no, please go. And the song the sound moved further away. The dad got out to investigate and found the dingo dragging the toddler away. He also spotted several other dingoes near the vicinity. Oh, my God. He immediately ran up and dragged his son and chased off some of the dingoes. The boy was airlifted to a hospital on Australia's mainland and is now conscious and stable. I don't know his current condition, but uh, that is terrifying. Freaking dingoes. The dingoes got my baby. Goddamn dingoes. (laughs) Goddamn dingoes. Remember Dingo Daycare? Yes! Yes. We take your baby, but we give it back. Yeah, we'll take your baby. We'll take your baby, but we'll give it back. Yes. We Dingo Daycare. They need to rename it, though, because Dingo does not sound very, like, oh, scary. Dingo. You're adorable. They are actually just little, little smaller pack dogs. Yeah, yeah but they, but they are the thing. Yeah. They, they run in packs, and they're, yeah. and they're pretty fierce. They're, hey. they're, yeah, Dingo. I'm a Dingo. Yeah. So there you go. That's your bizarre five. <laughs> All right. Um, let's get a winner. Kathy, secret text number. I need a caller, please. Eight. Caller number eight at uh, 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you can win. You need to know the secret text word in order to win that. So get on the phone and let's see if you can pass step one and be the eighth caller. We'll be back in a moment with more. Stay with us. Love Preston, Steve, and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 10 o'clock exactly on a Wednesday morning. Our week is uh, certainly inching by, but we'll get to Friday before you know it. Giving away our Word of the Week prize then, but in the meantime... We have a different prize to give away. We were looking for the eighth caller, and I'm going to go to the eighth caller and see if we can find out our word. Um, okay, uh, let's go to Nick. Hi, Nick. How you doing? <laughs> Nick, if you are you are calling number eight, if you know the secret text word, I'm going to give you a prize. What is it? Socks. Socks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. That is correct. Hang on, Nick. I'm going to get your information. I was confused because it says STW socks, and I was like, what the hell does that mean? Secret, Secret text word. Secret text word. Oh. Socks. Okay, right. I got you. 
All right. Uh, so Nick got it right. We're going to give him uh, tickets to see this gentleman performing, Willie Nelson and family, a legend at the Outlaw Music Festival, and uh, another great uh, musician, Bonnie Raitt, and another great band, Government Mule, just to name a few. September 13th at the Man. <clears throat> tickets are on sale Friday at 10 a.m. via Ticketmaster.com. We get the same prize for Kenny Torres. Who is from uh, Morristown, New Jersey. So, congrats. You're going to get those tickets. So, I love this song. Yeah. Hey, how can you not? It's a great song. All right. Uh, we are going to move on to today's lesson question. And uh, today, for that, let me see what we're going to give away. Uh, oh, yeah. Tickets to the... Um, uh, and some free food at the Food Truck Craze Cinco Bash, which is coming up May 4th and 5th outside of the Oaks Expo Center. Question. I'll, let's let's do a food oriented question. Right. Then I love this one. What do they make? <laughs> what do they make with the olives byproducts after the production of the olive oil? Two one five two six three WMMR. Very random. Very bizarre. True. What do they make with the olives byproducts after the production of the olive oil? Two one five two six three WMMR. If you were listening earlier this morning, maybe you know. So you should therefore call in and see if you can win the prize. All right, we'll do the trash while you're calling. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. And it's brought to you by Primo Hoagies. Primo is celebrating National Hoagie Day on Monday, May 6th. Rewards members get a great-tasting Primo-sized Italian turkey and cheese or ham and cheese for only five ninety nine. Mm. Uh, details and locations at primohogies.com. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Oprah Winfrey admitting in an interview that she hasn't flown commercial in years after she purchased her own G4 jet for $28 million. Still, Oprah says she's growing tired of flying and is looking into a service that actually brings the destinations to her. Yeah. Jersey Shore star Vinny Guadagnino, I guess that's how it's pronounced, telling Hollywood Life that his friend and castmate Mike, the situation Sorrentino, has been an inspiration while serving time in prison. Guadagnino says Sorrentino has been studying around the clock so he can finally get his diploma from kindergarten. (laughs) Oh, my God. And finally, Kylie Jenner gifting her husband Travis Scott with a $280,000 Lamborghini for his 28th birthday. Kylie says Scott spent the whole day sitting out in the driveway yelling, vroom, vroom. <laughs> and that's your Hollywood trap. All right, let's go to the phone and see if somebody knows the answer to this. What do they make with the olives byproducts after the production of <laughs> olive oil? And I'll go to Ed. Hey, Ed. Hey, Preston. Yo, bud. So what do they make out of the olives byproducts after making olive oil? Marbles. They make marbles. them into mar- marbles. Hold on, Ed. We are going to give you a pair of tickets and some free food at the Food Truck Craze Cinco Bash. And it's uh, May 4th and 5th outside at the Expo Center, the Oaks Expo Center. Over 30 food trucks, axe throwing, zip lining, oversized inflatable games, live music, margaritas, and more. Tickets are on sale at foodtruckcraze.com. Let us do the music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. And this morning, music news brought to you by uh, Chorus Photography, the official photographers of the Preston and Steve show. I only have two stories for you. That's what it. the hell? It's uh, short on music news today. Uh, Guns N' Roses are among the acts who will perform at the 2019 Austin City Limits Music Festival. 
in the Texas Capitol. And this will mark GNR's first show in Austin's, Austin since 1993 and the first ever Austin City Limits festival appearance. You don't really think of them as an Austin City no, Limits type of band. I know they love bats. So um, they, uh, yeah, they have them yeah. all fly out of that cave, right? No, the, the bridge. bridge. Oh, the bridge. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. So maybe that's the motivation. That's probably the motivation. Playing the show. Other acts on the bill include Mumford & Sons, The Wreck on Tours, The Cure, Billie Eilish, Radiohead's Tom York, Childish Gambino, Cardi B, Robin, Casey Musgraves, Gary Clark Jr., Lizzo, Third Eye Blind, uh, Foo Fighters. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Chris Shiflett from the Foo Fighters. Oh. And more. And uh, some acts will just play one of the festival's two weekends. Uh, the 18th Annual Austin City Limits Music Festival will take place October 4th through the 6th. And the 11th through the 13th at Zilker Park in Austin, Texas. Tickets are on sale now at aclfestival.com. I have been, and it's fun. It's a cool, really, really cool city. And, um, you know, my wife and I ended up renting a little bed and breakfast, rented some bike uh, bikes, and so we rode to the park and all that. And we had a really, really wonderful time. Unfortunately, the third day got rained out. Um, and I mean, it actually got flooded out. Big old Texas thunderstorm came, you know, rolling through. And the bats got wet. Yeah, bats. No, they didn't. They were under the rig. Okay. So is this like a festival show where it's one big location, one ticket, and you get to see multiple stages? Yeah, yeah. They have um, because probably I, four or five stages. I always, I always hear about um, a lot of club gigs that are going on. Yes, around happening. the periphery. Well, so what ended up happening when I went, because that Sunday got rained out, a lot of those acts... Um, ended up going and doing smaller clubs that night. So uh, Tom York was in a band with, uh, I think, Flea, and they called themselves Adams for Peace, and they ended up getting the biggest club in that area. Uh, but there are, I, I guess, a lot of ancillary things going on outside of the, the actual park. But the park is huge. Okay. And, um, you know, and, and The Cure was there as well when I went. And so they had The Cure on one stage and Muse on another. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we're the cure. You're the disease, right? And we're the cure. Yeah. Tell me, tell me, tell me. <laughs> but also Depeche Mode, like so. So yeah. While you wouldn't necessarily think uh, Guns N' Roses, personal Jesus. <laughs> you wouldn't necessarily think Guns N' Roses is a festival band. The way they, you know, book these. Uh, these events is, you know, if Guns N' Roses isn't your thing, they're going to be on one main stage, and they sort of stagger the times just a little bit. How main is the main stage? What is the audience for that main stage? We're tens of thousands. Tens of thousands, tens okay. Of thousands. I and did so, not know that. So, wait, I forget. Where did you put this? So, where did you put this? Where did you, uh, I'm just, uh, it's in the trash. So, they will have two main acts at the same time that are... I think textually just a little bit different, and okay. but they will stagger the time. So let's say one main act will start at nine thirty, and another one will start at ten. Whoa. You'll be able to check out both. Are we seeing at an overhead yeah. picture of the of the event area? That's gigantic. Is that an is that an empty field or those people in that's there? People, dude. are they green people? No, no, that's the grass. That's the uh, grass. What is that? And then the <laughs> the the more reddish color would be the people. Would be the people. <laughs> and here's the steeple. <laughs> Is the steeple? Uh, look at all the people. people. Yeah, and here are the bats. There are bats in the steeple. Wow, that so that is a that's many acres. Hang on, Marissa. 
Yeah, Casey, that's a tip I learned. It took me actually years to learn was that whenever these festivals happen, all the bands book smaller shows around the area. So Lollapalooza, all over Chicago, they were doing um, a jazz fest in New Orleans. Like they'll play until like three o'clock in the morning. And that one's cool because it ends at eight. And then you'll go to like Tipitina's at three o'clock in the morning. And Jack White is playing with like the Almond Brothers or something like that. But um, so wherever you're going to a festival, check and see what the ancillary shows are that are all around because they're really cool. and, And people, the bands will join other bands. Cool. All right. Uh, one last story. Angels and Airwaves, the band led by former Blink-182 singer and guitarist Tom DeLonge, has returned with a new song and uh, dates and venues for its first tour in seven years. The tune called Rebel Girl is the band's first new music in three years, and it's the lead track from an upcoming Angels and Airwaves album and featured film project. Uh, Tom said, Rebel Girl is a space-age love song. What is the song? Take space, <laughs> don't come There's already a song called Space Age Love Song. Flock That's of, right. Flock of Seagulls. And I love that song. It's a great tune. Uh, anyhow, uh, he said, it's a Space Age Love Song that combines my enduring obsession for new wave, pop punk, and anthemic rock and roll music. I hooked up with a bridesmaid to that song. <laughs> As some, really? <laughs> <Yeah>. Nice. <laughs> As some of you might have heard, I recently took a brief minute to start up an aerospace company, so you never know. I may play this song from a satellite deep in space, beamed toward everyone's house viciously on repeat. Uh, Angels and Airwaves will take Rebel Girl on the road as they launch a North American headlining tour. Uh, tickets go on sale this Friday, May 3rd at noon local time, and they will be in Philadelphia. going to be playing the Fillmore huh. September 14th. So Do we have the original uh, Space Age love song we, in there? We don't. Can you yeah. bitch? Sing it for me? I don't remember. Uh, yeah. In a little while, I was falling in love. Uh, bing, bing, bing. It's a great song. Yeah, I assume that's the guitar part. That's, it is. No, that's, no, that's, that's, that's him singing. Singing. I just wandered over from the cure stage. See, now you got, you'll know it. You I was abs- falling in love. You will absolutely know it. Oh, Marissa's working on it. Well, so, so I, let me solo it. for a minute. Uh, okay. We was it just the one guy in the band? What is that? Uh, I can pull up YouTube on the Wait, was that she was a dancer? <laughs> no, it wasn't. Oh, maybe it was. It was. Uh, Casey's pulling this up now. Live. Let me know when you recognize it. If you do, indeed, Casey, because I would think that you would know this. Wasn't as big as Iran, which was their big, big hit. What movie is this from? Nothing. That was the part I was thinking. Man, the 80s were fun. Yeah. Yeah. We're looking at the video right now. Oh, it's the, the movie uh, where they're trapped in a Target for the night, Steve. Um, oh, um, stunningly beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Sound familiar? Yes and no. It just this just sounds like 1982 to me. But 
is kind of the hook part of it. Looks like it's not ringing a bell to you. Okay, well, this no. is Space Age Love Song. It's and I think song. it's actually better than Iran. Yeah, I'm watching um, the video, and the guy, I guess that's in the movie, is the dude from Pulp Fiction. It's Frank Wally. Yeah, he's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah. Brett. Career opportunities. What is it? That's it. Brett. Brett. Check out the big brain yeah, check on, on Brett. Brett. Big brain on Brett. Yeah, he's been in lots of stuff. Uh, so, Career Opportunities was the name of this song, uh, the movie. And uh, the song is uh, Space Age Love Space Song. Age Love song. How do we get here? Is well, another band? With yes. It? Okay. And uh, they, Angels and Airwaves. That's right. It. Oh, yeah. They're, they're playing the Fillmore. Guns that's and Roses and Bats. And Jennifer... No, what's that's her name? That's not Jennifer Connelly. Jennifer Connelly. Yeah, Jennifer Connelly. That's yes. Jennifer Connelly? That's Jennifer Connelly. Stunningly beautiful. Yeah. Especially in that movie. She rides a... Uh, one of those... Mechanical um, horse. Mechanical horses. Not a, not a bucking yeah. horse. Like a kid's uh, Oh, okay. Ride. In a, uh, and a t-shirt. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Okay. 80s flashback on 93.3 WMMR. Uh, with that, music news is done, and we are going to take a break. And we'll come back in a second. We'll get the letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize when we return. Stay with us. Activate the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Wrapping up for the day. Had an enjoyable day on the on the program. Hey, I'd like to reiterate a, uh, a re-announcement that we made uh, today because we mistakenly made it yesterday. Uh, the I Believe for President Steve uh, Blood Drive is coming up for this year on June 15th. It's a Saturday. We always do it on a Saturday. And we'll be back at the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center. We're returning to that location for this year's. And we want to uh, we want to break the record. We didn't even know that we were close in breaking a national record in the largest blood drive. And we found out... Not that long ago, just a month or two ago, that we were within, like, inside of 20 pints away from the biggest blood drive in the country. It could have simply, uh, and a lot of that on that day, if people had just shown up and, and maybe weren't, you know, a little bit light and iron or, yeah. or whatever, we could have easily taken it. But that's the way it breaks. It is. And uh, so we, we never really, like, with the Camp Out for Hunger, we never set goals. We never say we want this no. much. But you know what? We've decided this time around for the blood drive, we want the biggest one in the country. Because yeah. if we're right on the edge of doing it, we can do it. And with your help, it will be done. WMMR.com for the details, eligibility guidelines, and scheduling your appointment. So that is available now. So go to WMMR.com. All the details are right there. And read those eligibility guidelines. You may have traveled somewhere. You may have taken a medication. You may have done something that will disqualify you from uh, donating. And we'd hate for you to show up, number one, and waste your time. And number two, take a a slot where somebody could have been there for it. So if you would do that, we would appreciate it. And it's from the American Red Cross Blood Services region and 93.3 WMMR. We are, uh, before we get into, well, you know, real quick, let me thank uh, Lewis Black for being on the show. Lewis Black is performing at the Borgata Music Box October 11th and 12th. Couldn't have been a nicer guy. It was great to talk to him. And our buddy Vinny Brand was on. The Pete Davidson controversy. We broke that wide open with Pete Gate. Yeah, Pete Gate. No, he he and Pete had an issue, and Pete canceled the show last second and everything. And uh, so Vinny kind of spoke his piece, and... Now it's uh, the ball is in uh, Pete's court, I yes. guess. So anyhow, it's nice to have him on the air. Hey, we're saying goodbye to two of our faithful helpers this morning. I didn't even know until like five minutes no, ago. No, this sucks right. dead moose. Uh, so a couple of our interns, are they, they've run their course and they are moving on. So we have both Adrian and Felicia here. Yeah. 
who we are saying goodbye to. Uh, so let's go one at a time. Felicia, how you doing? Good. How are you? Good. I'm sad. I know. I know. We're sad too. We are. When did you start uh, interning with the President Steve Show? Um, the beginning of September. Okay, so nice. September, so not that long ago. I mean, they, they, no. some can stick around for, you know, a while and others have to, to come in and out. Where do you go to school? I go to Arcadia. All right, and what uh, what are you studying? Communications. Okay, all right. What do you want to, do you want to get into this line of work or was this just something to get some experience? Um, it was to get experience in kind of everything because I'm not completely sure what I want to do yet. Okay. You said there's a focus, though, on, on uh, perhaps journalism and that aspect of writing scripts and copy and things of that nature? Yes, I really like writing. Okay. Where I want to head into. All right. Hey, just a little word of advice. You don't have to know right now, you know? Okay. So yeah, uh, don't, put, don't put a whole ton of pressure on yourself. You're that's what very, this is all about, right? You're very, very young. And, Are you uh, sure you don't yeah. want to be like a boxing ring announcer that announces <laughs> yeah, yeah. the fights or something like that? Because <laughs> no. you've really got the voice for that. <laughs> you don't want that. Yeah, just quiet. But listen... You don't have to be. You don't have to be the talking head like we are when you get into this business. There's lots of jobs. Are you ready to rumble? <laughs> yeah, there there are lots of jobs in this industry. Um, have you made some friends while you've been here? I did. I Excellent. Made with everybody. That's nice. Very good. Um, all right, and then. Uh, well, hang on. I got one thing for her. Right. Bye, Felicia. There you Bye, go. Felicia. Uh, I wasn't even going to say it. Uh. You're probably sick of that, right? I hear it a lot. <laughs> so we got bye, Felicia. And then we got Yo Adrian, if yeah. we want to throw something out for our say. next one. Uh, Adrian has been here for how long? How long have you been? We started on the same day. Is that no right? Kidding? Fun fact, yeah. yeah. Okay, all right. And Adrian works a lot. You've been worked in our video uh, mm-hmm. department yeah. with Nick Murphy. Yes. Uh, and has that been fun? That has been fun. I was just saying earlier to my mom, I was like, I feel like I got away with something <laughs> having this experience, like That's like too great. good, you know. Yeah, That's awesome. And uh, what Daily Rush videos uh, stand out that you've worked on that we would know? Because I mean, we have tons of them that have gone up. I think my first month here, there was so many things. I think the Rizzo ones. I was here for a lot of the. Rizzo oh, okay, ones. Oh. yeah, Rizzos were popular. Yeah, yeah and Excellent. a lot, of, a couple of the Manthe ones. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> nice. And was it you that we learned the term sliding into my DL from? Or yes. was it? Yeah, that was. That's DMs. what I thought. DMs. DMs. Your DM, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. DL. The, the Your DSLs. <laughs> Your DSL. I love sliding into DSLs, man. So, uh, nothing quite like that sensation. It's awesome. Is um, your mom listening right now? But just, she will be later. What do you want to do? Is video a career for you? It is. I mean, I'm at Temple for Film, um, Film and Media Arts, graduating in two weeks or one week. Oh, you know what? I think it's like one week. <laughs> there you now, go. God. Low pressure. I have so many interests that it's actually hard to figure out what to do after 17 consecutive years of schooling. You kind of need to take a breather. So um, I definitely want to do something still visually with photography, video, storytelling, but, like, I'm not sure what capacity yet. Okay. Are you doing the right thing? Again, women yeah. sample everything, see what really rocks your world. You may get into something and find, and you know what, I'm, I'm going to try uh, this this other path. But uh, what you, you you make some kick-ass popcorn, by the way. Oh, uh, yeah. She and her, her mom have a little popcorn side business, which and I, I purchased my share of popcorn. Yeah, do you want to float the name of that? Sure. Um, it's Rosie's Kettle Corn. It's spelled... Exactly how it sounds. We have an Instagram, we have a website, and we, yeah, we launched out of our hometown last September, and we're just 
we have a slew of events all over Chester County going all summer. So it's really okay. good stuff. Thank Rosie's you. kettle corn. Rosie's kettle corn. Yeah. All right, cool. And we'll see you. You're going to be at Keenan's. Yeah, I'll be at Keenan's. All right, so you're still you're not completely flying. The no, coop. I'll, I'll never really leave. I'll <laughs> make right. sure that I stay relevant. <laughs> all right, cool. All right, let's hear it for Adrian and Felicia. Yeah. Thank you guys. Thank you so much for your uh, support, and uh, we can't do it without uh, without these guys. There's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that goes on that needs to get done, and it's it's there's no way we'd be able to do it. It's too much work. Absolutely. And hopefully we're giving a little bit of experience to these guys, and they can uh, get out into the working world and uh, pursue their dreams. Uh, just like the gentleman who is stepping in next, he's pursued his dream. Yep. And uh, look at him soar. Started as a blacksmith. Yep. And now he's moved on to middays at WMMR. <laughs> and uh, we, oh, are you going to go on that mic? Yeah, well, they don't have to leave that way. All, All right, right, good. How you doing, Pierre? Fine, thank you. Wonderful. You started uh, as an intern, right? I did. Yeah, KSAM? Uh, yeah, in San Francisco. And um, then one day they needed someone to run the tape for Dr. Demento. Dr. Demento. Which we ran on uh, Sunday evenings. And um, I I did everything. I, I fetched coffee for the DJs. I loaned them money. <laughs> I had no money. They never had any money. They said, could, could you spare me 10 bucks? i got to get a cab to get up to the Mission District. Yeah, sure. Here you go. <laughs> I'd buy them food. I'd file records. I spent nights there. Um, I was there 24 hours a day oftentimes. And... Uh, and they never paid me back. <laughs> but anyway, well, one night, uh, um, I was listening on, across town on the overnight show, and the DJs. And I, have I told you the story? Probably. Uh, I've told every story seventeen times. But it's sometimes fun to hear them for the eighteenth. Sure. Time. Yes. Um, this guy named Lobster was the evening DJ. Lobster. Um, yeah. We had those were the days where all stations had four hour shifts, so it was ten to two and two to six. So it's about three a.m. And he goes, "The D- the overnight guy hasn't come in." And I just called him on the hotline. I go, what's going on? Just just curious. He goes, what are you doing? I go, just hanging out. He goes, get over here. You're going on. That's how I went on. Hey, I that's, that's how, uh, I mean, it, very, very similar how I got my first on-air shift. Wow. Uh, I can't remember. The guy's last name was Lobster. Mark. Mark. <laughs> but uh, he was the Saturday night overnight guy. And he, like, stepped down on a Friday. And Jim McGuin was like, hey, uh, what are you doing Saturday? I was like, whatever you need me to do. And then and that was that. Wow. And, and I got my first gig that way. So yeah. exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fun stuff. Sometimes they throw you right into the fire, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. You just got to do it. So, well, that's cool. Uh, how about we get that letter first yes. of all? Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter R as in radiate. All right. We are going to give away a Valencia model foosball table from Olhausen Billiards, valued at $1,235. And that's from Royal Billiard and Recreation, your ultimate game room store. They're having their annual store-wide sale. It's not too far from where I live. I love going by. Oh, that really? Place. Yeah. Oh, they have so much cool stuff there. Uh, it's May 3rd through the 5th that this sale is going on, and you can stock up on fun at Royal Billiard and Recreation. You can visit royalbilliard.com for details. Uh, what's happening on today's radio show? Well, I brought the thing I forgot yesterday. Oh. Uh, which oh. was the thing which would have applied for the day before. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Shall, on your show, yeah. Yeah, show we, can I play it for you? Please. Yeah, it's, it's in uh, uh, Channel 1 here. Preston. So yesterday in Music News, I think it was when you were talking about Woodstock being canceled, and although the promoters are saying maybe it's not, but it doesn't look good. Um, MMR, well, I went to Woodstock 94 and 99. MMR had an ad in the program for the original Woodstock in 1969 and ran commercials for it. And um, I have uh, in the system here 
a commercial that is out of its mind. Okay. Because um, I'm I'm not familiar with how they promoted that show. I mean, you got, you know, 400,000 people to come out to this event. I thought most of it was just word of mouth. But I guess they did advertising campaigns? Yeah, because you listen to the beginning of this, and uh, the DJ, Dave Herman, our first DJ, I think, said, um, in a couple of months from now. and um, Okay. And so... Uh, if you, uh, he might, no, I don't think he talks about the prices. I think it was $7 for one day, yep, yep. Uh, 10 for two days, and it's maybe 19 for a three-day pass, oh, wow. something like that, which you couldn't get a beer for now. Right. But um, <laughs> but what is notable about this commercial is the ultimate hippie spaciness of it. Okay. It's, it sounded like he had been uh, into the cellar and smoked a few before recording this. Here we go. If you want to look ahead a few months to August... Such a tremendous thing that'll be happening up in Woodstock, New York. I hope you'll be able to join us to see the band amidst rolling hills in beautiful upstate New York, to spend a gentle moment with the moody blues, apple orchards and iron butterfly streams and the Credence Clearwater Revival, clean skies and the Led Zeppelin, bonfires and beautiful Laura Nero. I will go picnicking with Sly and the Family Stone and dig Tim Harden on a giant Ferris wheel. <laughs> Canned heat under a setting sun. Wow. Richie Havens while you chew on a kosher hot dog. <laughs> Watch the contemporary art show under the trees. It's the first celebration of the Aquarian Age and it'll happen in Woodstock, New York. A memorable weekend. August 16th and 17th, a Saturday and a Sunday. The Jefferson Airplane will be there to take off in the Hudson Valley. And we'll go camping with Janis Joplin. Blood, sweat, and tears and 300 acres wow. of grass. Okay. 300 I, acres of grass. Grass. Is, is zenning. Uh, but the you have idea, to have Bowser. Yeah, right. <laughs> the idea, yeah, you'll and go Bowser. camping with Janis Joplin. Yeah. yeah. Sure you will. Um, <laughs> I see what he was doing. It was, yeah, it was, yeah. it was nice. Yeah. I, I get it, yeah. but it was, yeah, it was very true. The mellow sounds of Iron Butterfly. I mean, uh, right. the, the way he, he was juxtaposing these, you know, uh, hippie image, you know, out in the woods vibes with bands that sometimes... Led Zeppelin! With the Led Zeppelin. Yeah, yeah. Um, and a lot of those bands never showed, like the Led Zeppelin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if the band was on there or not. Uh, some of the bands he references, I don't think, actually made the gig, but this okay. was a couple of months in advance. He'd, that that message is that commercial is so spacey. It is. He doesn't even tell you about tickets uh, <laughs> and how to get them or where to pursue them yeah. if you were to get them. We have another more straight one that has the ticket prices okay. um, and uh, the outlandish prices of $7 for, for, for one day ticket. Wow. And so there it is. Cool, man. That's I pretty wild. I played that for you yesterday, but yeah. I'm playing it for, you know, MMR's 51st birthday was Monday, yep. and that's a, a cool birthday moment. Nice. I love it. Excellent. All right. Uh, let me take a moment to thank our sponsors. The... On my program today. <laughs> oh, I thought that's right. <laughs> okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> Workforce Blocks of the Who and Pearl Jam and Todd Rundgren. All right. Very good. And I want to thank uh, Duncan, the official coffee of the President's Steve Show. Uh, the President and Steve Show runs on Duncan and also Winter Airport Parking, the fastest way in and out of Philly International Airport. And Planet Fitness. Get the Planet Fitness black card, and you can bring a workout buddy with you every single visit. Uh, tomorrow on the program, this is great. 
Always having our in-studio guest, John Lovitz. Yes. He'll be in tomorrow morning. Love him. And we'll be talking to the one and only Dennis Quaid tomorrow wow. morning. Wow. Yeah, yeah, he's got pretty, a new movie coming out. Pretty and commercials. Cool. He's playing yeah. a lunatic. Yeah, his commercials, commercials great. great. I love him, yeah. Uh, so those things and more, that's it. We are done. Rage on and have a great day. And we'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. The Greston and Steve love you. Hate you. Live. I tricked my brother into getting married at the Cornwood Place to get a Cornwood wedding chapel. Next message. It's hump day. I'm going to hump my desk because I don't understand the rules of it. Next message. Take job. Do you even know what this word deal means? Have you ever taken your driver's test or did you just... Oh, it's okay. I, I can drive because you don't have the right of way. Do not text me. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.